Let's start this thing off. Okay, everyone can hear me, right? We're all good? Yeah. All right, yeah. welcome everyone to High Heat with me and Cause. We have a special guest star this week, Ishrat, uh, all the way from Delhi. And we have had technical difficulties, but we're here now. And I think that's what counts. So <laughs> it's been one of those days. It's like nothing wants to work for us. Um, but let's let's get to it. I mean, okay, let's let's try answering the question that was never answered when we tried this in the <laughs> first place. <laughs> was quarantine in India? So, what was the answer you were trying to give us earlier? I was saying that um, a lot of these condos they have uh, grocery shops inside, so people don't really need to step out. But if you do step out, and if I go anywhere beyond a kilometer, I will get like police checks, and they'll ask me where I'm going and why I'm going there. You can't even so like pretty- visit friends. No, not at all. So everything's like literally as virtual as possible right now, and you're pretty much super self isolated. Yeah. Does that does that include family? Like you can't even you can't even get permission to go see like say for example parents or siblings or anything. So unfortunately, I live with my parents, so I have to see them all the time. But- <laughs> <laughs> same here. Same here. I got you. <laughs> I mean, it works and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, but I know a lot of people that actually went to their parents right before the lockdown. Okay. Um, because we had like one or two days, and everyone figured that they're going to lock down the entire country. Okay. So uh, most of the people are with their parents right now. Yeah, I mean that. I guess I guess that's a little bit better than being on your own, and uh, because I've got a couple friends that are like on their own and like losing their minds slowly because they're running out of things to watch on Netflix. They're running out of things to, <laughs> to, to, to pirate, <laughs> you know, all those, all those basic stuff. Like I've got friends asking what new skills can I possibly learn right now? And I'm like, YouTube's really good for this. <laughs> like makeup, like duh. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's one of those things, right? But you, you do uh, India cocktail week, right? So you do Mumbai yeah. and you do Delhi and, I believe cause Bangalore. Bangalore also. Yeah. yeah, so we've done Delhi and Bangalore right now. We were supposed to do Mumbai in November, but okay. let's see how that goes out. Um, does does yeah, it take a lot of planning two- though? Like when you're saying you, you'll see in November, how much lead time do you need between when you, for example, say the lockdown ended in say October, would you still be able to pull it off in November? No, no, not at all. Uh, it takes about, I would say, three months because we do start planning about two to three months in advance. Okay. For Delhi, it was much more because I remember I was in Singapore in May. And then when I got back, we started, which was in June Wow. for okay. November. So it took a long time because it was also our first edition. Okay. And yeah. so, and so it's, it's, a, it's a collection of, I assume, the bars and the industry people from Delhi specifically, not even from around ever, anywhere else, right? Yeah, the thing is that India is so big that you can't just do one cocktail week. So we have to do different cities because okay. people here are also very lazy that they won't really travel <laughs> to another city just to <laughs> attend a drinking festival, I guess. Yeah. Um, because people don't really understand the, I mean, they do understand, but they're not that well um as in, they don't understand cocktails, uh, cocktails as well as the rest of the world yet. So uh, that's that's the thing that I'm curious about. When you decided to do, for example, cocktail week, right? In terms yeah. of the bar scene, is there even a bar scene? I, food is a big thing in India, right? But the bar scene, I assume, isn't the same way it is in Vietnam coming up now. Thailand, new, and Malaysia and Singapore 
where they're a little bit more grounded now on the cocktail scene. I assume in India, given food is a big thing, but bars are, I, I guess, not a big thing now, or are they slowly getting there? No, no, they are, and we're slowly getting there. And I think that we're almost there because, I mean, unfortunately, uh, the boys in Bangalore didn't really have a good experience going to any of the bars. But oh wow! Uh, oh no, it's okay. I mean, I mean, <laughs> we didn't expect it to be like spectacular, you know. But what's, well, like, what's the what's the sort of level cause that you saw and Isra, what's the sort of level that you're seeing between, for example, uh, Bangalore to Mumbai to Delhi, all these different cities? What sort of level is there in terms of difference in bars and culture wise of drinking? I think uh, the, like personally as an outsider, uh, I feel that the scene in uh, New Delhi, like I've been to a few bars in New Delhi. Yeah. I think the scene in New Delhi is much better compared to Bangalore, but that's also because it's a yeah. big city, right? It's the yeah. capital city of India and the people are a lot more well-traveled and uh, um, like have a, have, a, have a liking to these sort of things, right? Like they have had a decree in London or like New York in like the Savoy or, you know, employees only in New York, right? So they're yeah. like used to that standard. I think it's it's did that, did that mean, up for sure. Did that mean Ishra in the in the case of Delhi? So for the bars mm. that are around you, did that mean that effectively that was the first area to really gain cocktails and in terms of quality cocktails and quality bars? Yeah, absolutely. So the company that I work for, um, we have a bar called PCO, which is which was the country's first speakeasy bar. Is it, what's what? PCO stand for? Passcode uh, only. Okay. So we we were the first speakeasy bar in the country, and we were the ones who actually put out cocktails into the country. Oh wow! Um, in terms of like people actually enjoying going out for cocktails, um, but after that, a lot of like really good bars have come up in Delhi and Mumbai. So Mumbai is I would I mean I feel that it's better than Delhi um, in terms Ooh. of the cocktail culture. Yeah. Okay. Um, the thing with Bangalore, though, is that there are a lot of um, students and a lot of young professionals, and it's also very easy to set up breweries there. So that's oh. why there's more beer yeah. culture rather than a cocktail culture there. So is, it, is, like, is it more dive bar-like in uh, Bangalore than it would be in, say, Delhi and Mumbai? Yeah, correct. So, uh, so I assume it's uh, so in the terms of nightlife, I assume also more chaotic and less controlled in the sense where I, I know from my experience of university, that university students and just generally oh. students in general, they're, they're learning to get their alcohol tolerance in check, you know? So is, yeah. is, is it seen very much that? Cause you were saying something. I don't think so. I think it's still very well maintained. You know, it's not like, it's not like a, like a, it's not like a fat house okay. party. Right. Oh, okay. Like, fair like enough. People are still generally very well behaved. Oh, nice. Okay. But it's just a bit chaotic. That's it. Yeah, it is a bit chaotic, and I mean, I think at least in Delhi, people are more used to a nightclub sort of a vibe. So people oh, okay. love going to crowded places. Um, so it, it, is, is the is the crowd there more towards going? So for the bars that you have in Delhi, in that case, mm-hmm. is the bars more likely to get the crowd early crowd and then? Out in the later evenings, you, it's very quiet in a sense because everyone's going to the club, or is it just there is a crowd that's for the clubbing and there's a crowd for the bars? People in Delhi are never on time, so okay, they yeah. will always <laughs> go out post 
post 11 or 12 at night because there are certain clubs that are open till 4, 5, 6 in the morning here. Wow. Uh, nice. Yeah, where Bangalore, everything shuts at 11 on weekdays and 1 o'clock on weekends. So oh. each state has like different rules as well and dif- different drinking ages as well. Like oh, wow. Yeah. So, so there's not a blanket age for the nation. No, no, no. So, um, for example, Delhi's drinking, legal drinking age is 25. Wow. Um, yeah. Bombay, I think, is 21. Bangalore is 18 or something like that. I mean, so basically, no, you Bangalore could technically fly from Delhi to like Bangalore, get really wrecked and then fly back to Delhi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's for bougie people, man. Come on, goddamn. I'm just saying. <laughs> you you like, have to bring that kind of shit up, huh? That, that, that just seems like the most uh, yeah, plausible like, thing for everyone Dubai, in Delhi I to do. Fly off to- <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, I live in Dubai, I want to fly up to London, have a <laughs> martini at the Savoy and fly back. It seems like the right <laughs> thing to do because how, how in the world do you have a 25-year drinking age and they got an 18, like, right around the corner? Like, if exactly. you... Uh, like, come on. Like, why, why would you not... Uh, look, Indian flight ticket price, I'm su- assuming I've, <laughs> I've flown in yeah, interstate. I'm assuming they're super cheap if you took economy class. So it'd be like a yeah, frat boy weekend from, like... The ham, okay, not the Hamptons, but like from like <laughs> somewhere, somewhere much cheaper to Miami for like you know art, art basil, like you know what I mean, like Maybe from it, like Boston to New York, yeah, kind of something thing. like that. Yeah. Where, where, but I mean, America is different because America has like a overall blanket age, right? Um, yeah. And that's and that's a good thing with America is like you can't really go from state to state and just pile up on booze and then go back. I mean, in Delhi, I assume with a lot of um, a lot of the political uh, people and a lot of the higher uh, high society people, that age thing really doesn't make a difference. But um, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, if you can get married at eighteen, but you can't drink when you're getting married until twenty-five. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's really messed up here. I mean, I mean the well, bar. I, mean, I can just imagine the bar being a very, very sober bar all the way through. Yeah, right. Yeah. The bar is boring as shit. I swear. Yeah. So, so for anyone listening that doesn't know what a bar is, I I don't know how quite to explain this the best I can. I guess either of you can kind of. Explain what a bar oh. is. <laughs> a wedding parade. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a wedding parade. Like there's That's no like, matching or whatever. You just dance all the way through. Yeah, so you, that's you, a nice you, way to put it though. Yeah. That's that's a that's yeah. a polite yeah. way. I, I went to <laughs> yeah. I went to one in I one I think it was Delhi and we were part of the parade, but the thing was they had a they had a literally a a, a moving bar. So, oh, what? A moving I've never bar, seen legit. Something like that. What like legit. Fuck? It was like it was like set up on the car. It's like it's like a food truck, but with alcohol. Shame on you, man. A what? Daru a taro bar. bar. Daru bar. Daru. Daru means alcohol in 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 Hindi. So. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Like my Hindi. Yeah, my Hindi is terrible, bar. man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, wow. So yeah, so I experienced that and I was just like, at the point I was like, this is not safe. Like in the sense where imagine you're driving like, because they have those cars where the couple sits on or the rather the groom sits, right? Because the girl's yeah, waiting yeah. inside, right? Um, yeah. And then like all the people are dancing around it all wasted. And it's just the most weirdest experience for me just seeing everyone just fill up whilst they're going and dancing to this moving vehicle filled with alcohol making all sorts of drinks. And most, uh, I would say, most Indian uncles would drink whiskey, in my experience, or like bourbon, yeah. something very strong, you know? <laughs> whiskey from the tap, bro. I swear. From the tap. <laughs> India is scotch, man. That, uh, I feel like, like even like my friend, like my dad's friends have no concept of bourbon. Oh, wow. And it's yeah, super it weird. Yeah. yeah. It's so, super weird. It's like, yeah, try this. It's bourbon. Oh, it's, it's too it's sweet. 
I like so it, sweet. but no, I will drink scotch. It's like, okay, cool, man. You do what you're going to do. But in which case, yeah. if, if that's the case, then when you look at something like cocktail week, how do, how do you entice people to really try out cocktails and get into that cocktail culture? Surely that's an uphill battle that you're going to be facing with people more keen on scotch, for example. Yeah, so, so like Kos rightly said that in Delhi, people are uh, very well-traveled. So a lot of people have seen the bar cultures outside. And we also like to kind of pretend like, okay, we're also high class. We can also enjoy some cocktails. Um, so I think it came down to that for especially Delhi because they wanted to um, kind of duplicate what with the experience that they had outside. Okay. Um, also, I think it's been there for about five years where people have just gone out. And it, even right now, when they go out to bars, it's mostly whiskey drinks that people are drinking. So a lot of old fashions, especially at PCO. Okay. Um, okay. So the whiskey culture is still there. A lot of whiskey sours, old fashions. And obviously now the gin fad has started Oh yeah. Oh yeah, in India, right? It's 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 a storm out in India, man. Everybody's yeah, drinking yeah. gin now. I've, I've heard uh, I've heard people are trying to distill their own gin also in India if I'm not wrong, right? Like they're trying to get into that uh, culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have three, four Indian gins now. Mm-hmm. But it, in in yeah, I mean that's pretty crazy. I mean, it the thing is in terms of in terms of the cocktail week, what made you want to start it? Um, okay, so I think my boss was approached by... A lot of money. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, so, whatever, so whatever we do, um, we actually barely make any profit on that and we don't want to as well. Um, okay. The whole point so it's is almost It's almost a non-profit organization in a sense where you're trying to do more um, for the community? Yes, correct. So we want to do a lot for the community and um, also kind of get India on the map for cocktails in general in the world because okay. I feel that India does not get the right uh, recognition that it's supposed to or deserves to. Yeah. Um, you know, like how Bangkok has come up now, Singapore's come up over the past, I don't know, couple of years. Um, I feel that India is also there, especially Delhi and Bombay. I think uh, a lot of cool bars and a lot of really good bars that deserve to be on like Asia's 50 best or world's 50 best or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was the whole point of starting this. Um, so my boss was approached by some people who are into events or company that's into events and everything. And um, while I was in Singapore, actually, he texted me saying, oh, by the way, um, I'm doing a cocktail week in November. So take notes. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Just so like, fly back it. and I've got a lot of work for you. <laughs> Just like <laughs> threw it on you right away. Like, no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. I mean, uh, I really enjoyed the project and um, I enjoy, especially my favorite part is getting in touch with people across the world in different bars and getting them down to experience it. And both the times have been really good. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. So uh, in terms of the food scene, and I, I'm assuming you're, you're a pretty good foodie, I assume. My, yeah. Okay, so in Delhi, every Indian my, is, bro. Every I, Indian is. I, you know, there are some <laughs> Indians that will literally just have the same thing, like dal and roti, and that's it. So, no. No. <laughs> well, well, well. So I mean, <laughs> for well. me, like, there's like, there's like, I'm, I'm very, I suck when it comes to me visiting India because whenever I visit India, I always just go to the same spots, like Bukhara, for example, or the hotel restaurants oh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like I don't, I don't venture out. So I'm just Bukhara super, made it to the. 
uh, well, uh, Asia yeah. Stock yeah. 50, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it did. Uh, which is, I, were they there previous years? No, right? No, no. no only so uh, in, Indian Exxon was. Indian accent and Musk. Uh, these three I've, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard good things about Indian accent and uh, the other one, Musk, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean That's Indian a- accent is great. Um, I've never been to Mars, so I can't say. Bukhara, I'm not a fan of because I've, of various reasons. But yeah. um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel there are so many other good restaurants in what's, India. What's sort of your top five? Once the cur- I, I I think I asked cause this, and uh, so I'll ask you: <laughs> When the quarantine ends and you have unlimited uh-huh. will to travel, what is the main places you're going to want to go and eat first at? Oh, hmm. <laughs> like so your I top don't, five. I don't, like, <laughs> wow. I don't like going out for Indian food particularly. Oh, okay. Uh, because I, my mom makes really good food at home. So yeah, I mean, I no, no, like no food, food better than home food. <laughs> yeah. And like she's been making butter chicken and all at home. So oh, I'm good. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the stuff um, to be. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had to choose Tough. some Indian restaurants, um, I don't mean to be biased, but I genuinely enjoy one of our restaurants, which is Jamun. Jamun. And this is in um, Delhi, right? Yeah. It's in Delhi and Goa. Okay. And I even I even took Eddie and Corbin there from Neon Pigeon. Okay. And they liked it. Um Bombay Canteen. I really like their food as well. Um okay. definitely going to go to Mask and check it out because um I want to see what it's all about. Yeah. Um, if the, if it lives up to the hype, let us know. Yeah. Um yeah. I like Comorin, oh, no. so there's this restaurant in Gurgaon called Komarin, which is part of the Indian accent group. Okay. Um, they're also really good. Um, what else? If, if you, I would... If, sorry, yeah. what were you saying? I would you say were... that um, I would definitely go to Goa. Oh, okay. The first chance that I get because it's my most favorite city in the country. And just eat local Goan food. That's what I like. What's, what's, what's local Goan food like? Oh man, there's this omelet that she introduced to me in Bangalore. My God! <laughs> the fact oh, that causes that sh- it, that's the first that thing shit, that came to cause mind. I'm like, how good morning, is bro? this? <laughs> oh my God! I think oh, she yeah, explained it good. much better. So, do, um, so, so it's it's called Ross omelet. So what? Ross is uh, gravy, and okay. so basically what they do is they give you an omelet inside a lot of gravy, okay. and um, the gravy is made out of like masala and coconut milk and wow i don't know man it's just so good like this sounds like a food coma oh yeah oh my god (laughs) and i think we in the morning my man yeah after you wake up you get food coma straight up i that's like that's like the thing that you want to have before you go to sleep to make sure you do sleep (laughs) in the morning doesn't seem like the most productive time to have this (laughs) it actually helped us Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so uh, in that case, going food is is how different it is in in terms of spices or cooking wise, or you know what I mean. Like, what, how different does it differ from Delhi and Mumbai, for example? Because those are two cities that I've so, significantly had enough Indian food in, I guess. So a lot of coconut um, okay. in going food, a lot of seafood. Um, I think every sort of seafood you get there, and a lot of pork. A lot of beef. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of masalas, comparing to Bombay, so I'm not really a fan of Bombay food um, because I feel that it's too bland and yeah. um, it lacks character. Interesting. Whereas Goan food, yeah, Goan food is 
so much character so so, so do you would you say what do you what would you say the difference is then between delhi and mumbai food would you say delhi has a little bit more character or would you say it's roughly oh, around yeah, the same oh yeah definitely okay definitely delhi delhi and goan food um i i think go neck to neck um delhi however is much heavier so a lot of cream onion yeah. garlic oh wow um, okay you know, yeah Intense. so yeah it's quite intense because of the influence from punjab um goan food has more of a southern influence so a lot of rice uh, but also very light coconut milk gravies a lot of you know just pure dry meats with some curry leaf and coconut and everything so that's the kind of food i enjoy and especially the goan thalis are to die for oh wow okay definitely i've now got goan my list so <laughs> you've made the sound sounds like okay it's a must try yeah Uh, so hang on you did say <laughs> you did say though <laughs> that basically you if you you wouldn't get you wouldn't go for indian food immediately after quarantine's over right so what would you go for what no. is what is what is the asian. things that you go for asian yeah oh my god i love thai food i love chinese <laughs> do you get do you get that stuff though well in india cuz whenever i've had and this is going to i think most of the viewer like the listeners would be horrified but whenever i've had uh, chinese food in india which seems kind of like the weirdest thing to do it's kind of like when i have chinese food in fiji it's never truly chinese food unless there's a chinese yeah. person behind the counter right so cuz yeah. i always feel like they they try and they try and kind of dull it down or fusion it to be Yeah. similar for the culture right so do you go for legit chinese food legit thai food or is it fusioned in with indian spices no so i like legit chinese and legit thai but a lot of indians love this thing called chindian so it's yeah, a mix of that's indian one, yeah. and chinese yeah mm-hmm. um, that i'm not so i'm not a fan of, of that <laughs> that stuff just tastes weird <laughs> to me yo 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 you watch your dirty mouth watch i'm just mouth. saying i'm 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 tell me that no one's life but look i literally looked at it and i'd be like this is cuz my mom and me went and we were sat there and i didn't understand the concept of chindian i get chinese indian <laughs> <laughs> I get Chinese Indian. But um I like so there's this restaurant in Singapore actually that I really like going to and I keep dreaming of. Um it's in Holland Village and it, okay. I think it does the Oh I, my god, Baba Black Sheep. What? <laughs> no, no. Like there's Bro, a bar in Holland Village. No, I, I kid you not, it's called Bar Bar Black Sheep. Okay, but that's not the one Ishwar was about to I say. I think I'm going with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, like I thought what? it was that. What one. was that? I don't know. I don't know. It came to my mind. I was like, I literally was sat here. I'm like, is this guy about to do nursery rhymes in the middle of this whole entire conversation nah, about food? Nah, nah. Okay, okay, go, on, go, on, go. Ishrit, Ishrit, please continue ignoring the fool. <laughs> wow. Um. Anyway, Holland Village. You were saying. Yeah, Holland Village. So there's this really good Thai restaurant there that I really like going to. Oh, I can't remember the name, but it always has a huge line there. Cause do you wanna? Cause do you wanna? No, here's a problem with Baba Black Sheep, though. Okay, that one's it. But it's she's not talking about Baba <laughs> Black Sheep, though. Listen, this is the issue with listen, this. I'm like, I, listen, I, I, I said cause Linda. for. I said cause because I'm like, she said a very big line, so I'm assuming <laughs> since you know Baba Black Sheep, which I don't even, I've never even heard of this place, so I'm assuming since you know that, that you would know what's a very big line outside this great restaurant. I think it's called uh, Nakon. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. See? Okay, Charlie, baby. 
now, 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 now you were talking about Baba Black Sheep. What were you going to say? Because I feel like you really want to get this out. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't. No, no. Come on, please. Enlighten no, the dude, audience. I was just... Yeah, please. Okay. Okay, fine. Okay, so this place called Bar Bar Black Sheep, right? Okay. They do all kind of food. So it's basically like spice, but I, I, as a bar. Huh? Yeah. So it's like, it's like spice, you know? Okay, like Indian spices and stuff, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Spice, like it's this place in, uh, well, it used to be a place in Singapore where you can go for supper until like 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And they had everything, you know, they had Western, they had Indian, they had Chinese, they had like sushi up in the middle of the night, you know? Bro, but I find find these places that tend to do, and this is like, I'm coming from a person that generally hates uh, hotel buffets because they try and do everything and nothing is ever amazing. Everything is yeah. kind of on the same bland par level where I'm left grabbing for the chili because <laughs> they'll go and tell you yeah. this is a curry. <laughs> and I'm like, bruh, this is not a curry. This is like a Gora kind of curry, like right here. Oh, like, yeah. It's not going to help anyone. But yeah, yeah no. <clears throat> so, no, yes. but like Baba Black Sheep and this uh, spice place, right, were, were, were popular exactly because of these reasons because they, they, they could nail down different oh, wow. cuisines that they were selling yeah so 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 bar bar so, black sheep you're saying is a definite must see or like rather must eat uh no no it's not it's not a definite must see like it's it's all right you know like one of those drunken nights when you want to go out and like have something right before why, you go why, back to why, your hotel why is the buffet always with a drunken night man <laughs> bro come on it's the same thing as high tea lao right same i guess thing as high tea lao. nobody I, goes to high tea lao sober bro I assume. I mean, I go to Heidi Lao sober. I, it's the thing because the one, especially in Bangkok, the Heidi Lao here. Ishrat, have you been to a Heidi Lao? No, I haven't. Okay, you that's gonna that, change that, that when she comes around. Yeah, hundred percent. It's an experience. Okay, yeah. you, you. What you need to do is go cause because when I go, I go on my own or I go with like a bunch of like, well, I would say white people. So I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> so I'm not the crowd that typically walks in. I know. So I'm not the crowd that walks in because usually they look at me and they're like, oh, okay, a brown guy's come through the door and it's so exciting for them, right? So normally I'm not the crowd, but even Cause does this. He goes in with a bunch of Indian people too, but it's one of those experiences you have to go to because it's just such good soul food and you just literally just crunch down on this stuff and it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's hot pot, but like me and my oh, friends man. have always said, it's like they put crack in the hot pot, which I, ver- I assume their version of crack is high levels of MSG that just gets you hooked. Of course. <laughs> you have to down like bottles of water after oh, you go home. Yo, because the insane. next day, the oh, sore throat you get, yeah. it's pretty mad. It's pretty mad. Especially, especially the, the, the spice, the mala one, that they soup that they have is, I've never met a single you know, um, Asian that doesn't like the mala soup. Because yeah. just the level of spice that's in it is just amazing. Um, but with that said, so okay, so we've got Chinese food down. What what's is there Thai food in India, or are you looking yeah. to go to Thailand for your Thai food? Oh, I wish I could though. I love Thailand. So so where where would you go in um, for Thai food or your fix? Oh, uh, honestly, there aren't many good restaurants that I enjoy going to because um, I don't know. I'm. I don't want to be biased, but I generally enjoy eating at my, as in our own restaurants of our company. So we have like this healthy street Asian restaurant called Ping's. Okay. Um, So we do a lot of like Chinese, Thai. Authentic? uh, Korean. uh, Yeah, somewhat authentic. I wouldn't say it's completely 
indianized but it's like street uh, street food so okay. it has it has that a little bit of indian touch to it but it's as close to authentic that you can get at uh, a local restaurant like that otherwise the hotels do really good thai and chinese food yeah so there's china yeah. kitchen that does really good chinese food um thai the best thai i've actually had is in calcutta oh wow Oh yeah, that's interesting. At the Oprah, yeah. Yeah, the at the Oprah. Yeah. Yeah, the Oprah, oh, the Oprah, the Oprah, the Oprah, Oprah is it's a must. I'm a I'm a fanboy now. Like like after me and Andrew went back to Singapore. Yeah. I told Andrew I was like, look, like I think these guys just ruined whole of India for me because I don't think I can stay in any other fucking hotel anymore. Bro, it's it's the, the Oberoi, Oberoi or Leela. The Leela Palace in uh, Delhi is beautiful. Yeah, I've seen yeah, it yeah. Uh, sure. multiple times. And yeah. they've, they've got a they've got a bar there. Yeah. Um, we we were there for a fashion event, and we went to the bar there. And uh, interesting bar, the uh-huh. library, I think it's called in uh, Lila Palace. The library, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice. It's mm. nice and snazzy. But uh, that brings me to my curiosity: is for a lot of listeners that haven't been to India but are looking to go to India, um, specifically, let's go with Mumbai, yeah, Mumbai and Delhi. What are mm. the generally you would say good time nightlife places that people can really enjoy um for dancing or for generally drinking like drinking and dancing like you know mm. yeah that's a tough one okay so delhi has a lot okay so oh, wow. there is okay yeah. so so let's break it down into categories that's gonna this is gonna make it a lot easier let's say uh for a date night where where would you say is a nice snazzy spot like top three snazzy spots that you know is going to be a wow mm-hmm. moment. Ooh. For date night. So PCO definitely because it has like this really nice upstairs area with jazz music and everything. I'm just curious um, uh, on the note okay, of the so- PCO, just real quick on PCO because it's called passcode mm-hmm. only. Does that mean you need the passcode? And how do you get the passcode? Yes. <laughs> um, so it's, so we started off with only word of mouth pass, passwords passing around. Okay. Um, did that work? So only did that, did, that, did yeah. that bring in the crowd? No, it didn't bring in the crowd, but it got us quality crowd. Oh, so interesting. So we knew, yeah, we knew everyone that was coming in and either they were a friend or a friend of a friend. Um, obviously, I was too young back then, but um, I think I I visited when it first opened and okay. I was I was just like blown away because I'd never seen such a concept. So oh, wow. um, I actually had to go with a friend who get who got the code every week. So now we actually have a database of about 5,000 people that we send out code to every Friday. Oh, so you're keeping um, this, you're keeping this code situation going on basically. Yeah. But now obviously we eventually had to like Relax get it. the crowd in. Yeah. yeah. So um, now it's much easier to get in. But initially when we started, it wasn't so easy to get in. Uh, how many seaters is the place? Uh, so uh, it's interesting because there are two floors. So upstairs is like a complete jazz vibe, has about like 30 to 40 covers. There's a private dining room in, over there, okay. um, as well as a cigar room. So the private dining room can take about like 20, 20 25 people okay. uh, for like private parties and everything. And then okay. the cigar room for all the people to smoke. Okay. Um, and then you go down into the basement and then there's like this underground. Oh, down in the basement. <laughs> yeah underground hip-hop party going on oh wow that sounds lit yeah yeah. Oh, yeah so 
it's it's a different vibe altogether. But like overall, about a hundred people. Okay. Really cramped oh, okay. people. And uh, what's the general price point for uh, passcode only? For say, like we 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 put it in the dating category, right? So what's mm-hmm. the what 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 would a couple look to spend there on a night? Hmm. I've got the. Just tell me how many Indian it. rupees I've got. Uh-huh. You. <laughs> so it's thousand rupees per cocktail. Um, okay. I would. Yeah. So, so that's eighteen dollars fifty cents in Singapore dollars. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I would say a couple would spend around five thousand easily. Oh, easily. Okay. So, so what would be a safe budget? Like you'd say, like around ten. So double that, I guess, would be a safe budget for a good night out, and especially the hip hop part, I assume, right? No. So five thousand for two people. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Okay. Like yeah, ninety-two dollars so and seventy-nine cents. Oh yeah, wow! Okay. So that's about Whoa. two, that's pretty... three cocktails each, and maybe like some snack to eat, maybe. Oh wow! Okay, that's interesting. Oh, and yeah. so, so the downstairs, when you say it's a hip-hop party, right? Um, mm-hmm. It the so you've got your main floor, you've got upstairs, and you got the basement, right? The main floor, I assume, is just very relaxed. It's just the no, it's just the entrance and the bathrooms, okay. and then upstairs is the seating, okay. and downstairs is all dancing. So where is can you can you still have a conversation downstairs, or are you mostly basically partying downstairs? Oh, it's dark. You can't see people, let alone a conversation. Also, it's a perfect date night spot. <laughs> it's a perfect date night. <laughs> exactly. I've seen so many kids yeah. get converted over there. It's not even funny. Oh wow! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the boy walks in, you know. <laughs> The the girl drinks, gets beer goggles, thinks he is good look good looking it's, enough. It's, well, I, it could be. Deal. Hey, hey, hang on, hang Bob's on. It could be the other way around, okay? <laughs> it could be the other way around. Well, yeah, You've sure, ever tried sure. blind dating? Blind dating is a very hectic situation, okay? <laughs> no, sir, I have not. Oh, okay. Well, trust me. <laughs> you know me, my a, situation, bro. It's I know. I know your years. situation. On, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, blind dating is a very hectic thing, okay? You need a dark room. Yeah. I would um, understand you single people uh, hey man, struggle personality, plan. I know. personality no, first. No, it's all good in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so passcode only. Okay, then uh, what's your other two? Uh, a piano man jazz club. Okay, is so it is it very? What's the what's the deal with that? Oh, so it's jazz music and it's a very intimate space. So there's barely what thirty to forty seats. Oh wow! And um, yeah, and if you don't get there on time, you get no place to sit. You just stand the entire time. Or there are these. <laughs> not, it sounds um, like it's not going to make for a great date if you. No, it, but the vibe is so great. You'd rather okay. stand in like cozy. Oh, so so you so you you feel the energy there basically, even if you're standing around, right? Yeah, yeah, and I prefer like smaller, intimate places rather than really big. You know, like, uh, what's the uh, party? What's it centered around? As in, are you centered around the jazz band or are you centered around the bar? Oh, so, no, the, is jazz it, band. It, so the jazz band, it's a full band or is it, uh, it's a, what was the name of the uh, Piano, right? Piano jazz. It depends. It depends. It depends. Uh, so every day they have a different act going on. So it's not oh, just okay. one band that's playing. Yeah. So it's pretty good. It's one of my favorite bars, not in terms of like quality drinks, but like a date night spot for sure. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what yeah. would you look to basically spend there as a couple? Hmm. Uh, three thousand to four thousand. It's not too expensive. Okay. Um. But yeah, three to four thousand. Would you say that that's a very much a start of the night or an end of the night kind of place? Because I I feel no, like passcode pass. is, that's start right. Yeah. Passcode. Pass I mean, it would be ending. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And uh, what's yeah. your third place for dating? 
Hmm. Um, I prefer, I, I like this small, I mean, it's not a small bar, but it's like this rooftop bar in uh, Aurobindo, which is next to Hoskas. Um, it's called Oro. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was I've hoping you were going to mention place. a rooftop bar because I was like, we're going to do this dating thing, like this whole three, and you've not mentioned a rooftop bar. I'm concerned about <laughs> Delhi's bar scene. <laughs> So there are two. There's Oro, which is a very, it's like a dive bar, very cheap, um, but great techno music. So um, I personally like techno as well. Okay. Um, so is, is so it is it very party-ish as a rooftop bar or is it techno is very much a background sort of sound that they have going on? So is it more so loungy have, or is it more clubby? So they have two vibes. If you don't, if you're not into the music, you sit outside on the terrace. Okay. But if you want to like dance and, you know, enjoy the techno music, you go inside. Oh, okay. So yeah, they do some really good stuff. Uh, some great like artists coming in every weekend. It's, is there a, a large vibe. venue? Yeah, it's pretty big. It can fit about 200 people, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. That's both yeah. inside and outside, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what, what, how much would you say someone would spend on a regular night there? Three. Okay, that's yeah. not bad. That's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty good. All I right, mean, fair enough. it's it's more of a beer drinking place, so that's why oh. everything is. So you yeah, really wouldn't beer. go there and have cocktails, for example. You'd, no, you'd, no, 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 no. Would you Would you say go there at the end of the night? So what time does that place kind of start picking up, and what time does it close? Oh, uh, it starts picking up around eleven, and it shuts okay. by one. Oh wow! Okay, that's early. Oh, yeah. That's quick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, was, I was thinking when yeah. you said techno, I'm like, a lot of techno people go to like 6 a.m. in the morning. Okay, that's the place to go. But like, uh, wow. Yeah, that, that's the really sad part here because only places that are in hotels can be open till like 6 a.m. Okay. And yeah, Delhi's still catching up to the techno uh, scene. So I imagine techno would be uh, main music in Delhi, no? Or is it hip hop? No, it's mostly hip hop in Delhi. Techno is more uh, Bombay and Goa. Oh, okay. yeah. Interesting. Especially Goa. Yeah, oh, I, I, I can imagine. Goa is kind of like Phuket yeah. in a way, right? In oh, terms yeah. of the party scene, yeah. <laughs> um, what's what's what time does passcode only get picking up, and what time does it close? So this one is a tricky one because legally one o'clock. Depends on who um, you bribe. Let's let's what? let's let's go let's what? go. With, <laughs> let's go with the legal <laughs> for, for, for for safety of passcode only. Let's go with the legal uh, timing. Yeah. One so, o'clock, yeah, one o'clock. <laughs> one o'clock's the time, guys. Nobody go check after one. <laughs> so, yeah, please don't. So, okay, and then the other, the, the second place you were saying, uh, jazz, uh, um, piano jazz, was it called? Yeah, that also shuts at one. Oh, wow. Oh, all these date yeah. night spots are real quick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be an interesting because, as hell date, basically, when you go to these spots. Because yeah. then you go dancing after that. So these are like nice drinking oh, places. Oh, okay. Then you go dancing to places that are open till six. So okay, so, so let's let's venture down that alley. What 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 in your experience is the dancing places? So I don't really enjoy going out um, in Delhi for dancing because it gets super crowded and like it's really difficult to enter these places because I don't know why people think that they can be pricey about people entering. But um, wait, so they, they all these places kind of charge an entry fee? No, they don't charge an entry fee. So most places don't charge entry fees, but there okay. are a lot of like so toy room in Delhi charges entry fees. You guys have a toy room in Delhi? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> what is the toy room? Please do enlighten me. Oh, so toy room <laughs> is a brand from uh, London. 
that was started ah. by um, a I can't remember where he's from right now. I think he's Italian. Uh, I met him yeah. a while back. Um, and then they, so they've done Toy Room London. They've done Toy Room uh, Manchester. They've done Toy Room Dubai. Um, and I guess now Toy Room um, Delhi, which I'm Delhi. surprised. Yeah. Big boys, that means. Uh, yeah, it's a lot it's of a money. Lo- it's a franchise. Yeah, so yeah, the big boys will charge big boy money, man. Yeah. Uh, you know? I guess, I mean, I, Not- I assume that it's, it's very much a table situation at Toy Room. Um, you yeah, kind of don't want to be I on the floor so, yeah. because yep. the floor gets pretty icky, if to Nasty, say the least. Yeah. Uh, okay. um, the one in the one in London is split into multiple rooms, so you have oh, uh, yeah. So you've got you've got the main room, um, and it's similar to so when I when I was doing because um, I I was told to get a job when I was going to university by my mother, <laughs> so I uh-huh. ended up <laughs> I ended up being a club mother. promoter. <laughs> my mother was okay. like, "You can't live like this. You must go and get a job." So I was like, "All right, club promoter seems like a great job." Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, I, ladies, <laughs> right over here. <laughs> so being a club promoter, it was like, uh, let me put it this: it was never like that. See, club promotion in the student side of london was you got given a bunch of tickets and you got commissioned for the tickets you sold yeah. so they just like hand you a ton and nobody really checked so i used to just basically peel off these tickets and never show up uh-huh. to the meetings <laughs> for <laughs> so nobody knew <laughs> so i just literally oh, was just giving away free tickets <laughs> so i was yeah, like so ah. you, you were the coolest kid on the campus i was the one that caused them to lose money i've had i've had some oh, weird wow. experiences with that so we, uh, like there's there's a oh god now i can't remember the name of this place um wow really no no it's it's, it's, a, it's because a, of you no no, no it's a very <laughs> it's a very famous uh london underground club and it's also like the one place i really hated venturing to because i just felt so much like i'd get stabbed like guaranteed there's a likelihood i would get stabbed in there because it was just such a such a dingy kind of um, vibe in there, and the kind of qu- quality people that used to go there weren't uh-huh. um, weren't the most. Um, uh, Fabrica, that's what it was called. All um, right. So yeah, it was, it's it's it, so they had a they had a situation where you had a room for hip hop, you had a room for uh, techno, a room for trance, and a similar situation that um, Toy Room has is like behind the DJ they've got their sort of own music in a sense sometimes, and in front of the um, DJ has. Um, hip-hop and stuff so i don't know if it's the same in uh delhi where it's uh, multiple rooms but i know in dubai is only just one area and a bunch of yeah, tables same in delhi. Yeah, yeah same in delhi and it's a uh, hip-hop music i assume right yeah oh yeah i guess and so what, is, what else is there in delhi in terms of after you finish date night where would you go so this toy room so really, um i think the best music um is in these two places called boca and deodona owned by the same people and okay. um, you know right next to each other oh wow so yeah so they cater to like different crowds so boca has a lot of like young college crowd going in um whereas deodona has um a little older crowd but i think the best music in both the places oh okay uh, is it both techno Oh uh, no no! Oh, both hip hop. Okay, but uh, yeah. I, so I'm curious when you when you've got there's when you've got that split in the crowd. I is mm-hmm. there is I assume there's I don't know how the nightlife works in uh, Delhi, but is there any fights that break out with the college crowd, oh, yeah. or is everyone pretty tame? Not only college crowd everywhere. So even oh, at okay. PCO, I've had to break up so many fights. Oh it's, wow! It's yeah. What is what has been the weirdest fight that you've had to break up or the worst? 
that you've kind of just sat back and go, how did you guys even end up arguing over this? Um, so mostly most of the fights are about women. Duh. Oh, seriously? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like about, a dude, so like really? a dude stealing another guy's woman or someone looking, no, no, just no, looking. No, no. Someone hitting yeah. on to, oh, touching, right. Touching. Oh, wow. Okay. Most of them are about that. So obviously in PCO, um, because it's really dark. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, people are misunderstood there, but yeah. it doesn't really happen only there. I've seen it happen at probably every nightclub that that's out there. Oh wow! But, yeah, and I, I don't, and that's the reason I don't like going to nightclubs anymore because of this culture. And I just feel that people just get so egoistic that they will not budge till they punch the other person. So I mean, do you say that? And I I love people from Delhi, and I I go to Delhi a lot. So when I'm about to say this, I mean. It's because I had this experience at the library once, and um, I feel like the ego thing becomes a very huge thing once a couple of drinks I've had, and then people yeah. start really pushing their luck, especially with yeah. people behind the bar um, who are just mm-hmm. trying to do their job, that they suddenly start oh, yeah. throwing their weight with, do you know who I am, and so forth. So is that exactly. it, so that, that tends to be a thing I've noticed, especially in Delhi. Mumbai, I, I feel like it, it starts cooler, and then it escalates that way. Whilst in Delhi, I feel like it just straight away begins as that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people not being nice to bartenders and servers. It's just, and sometimes even my, you know, when a couple of my friends or people that I know do it, I completely like, I, I tell them to like, be nice because it's really i mean these people are just doing their jobs and there's no point telling them who you are or who your father is or how much money you have right yeah and it's it's really sad and it is there in delhi a lot more than mumbai Um, but is there is there is there a way in which especially when you're coming uh, like especially when it comes to like servers and bartenders and hostesses and so forth is there a way in which they can kind of manage it a little bit better that at least it doesn't escalate or is it always just going to escalate at some point given a certain person? Yeah. So is, is there a way, is there, is there a way you would say for people to better manage this and so that it doesn't end up that way? Like, uh, no, honestly, you never know. The, so I had an incident once, um, there was this guest that was really nice to me. Um, and he was planning his own private party and everything. He was very, very, very nice. Yeah. Um, but, when he came in on the day of his party, um, he he had a little too much to drink. I think it was his wife's birthday or his birthday, I can't remember. Um, he had too much to drink and um, he wanted me to play Bollywood music. And obviously, <laughs> I'm, I I cannot play that in a jazz bar. Like, there's no way I can do that. So, so you can't even, can you, was this in a private room or... Was it, it was in the private no, room, no. So, but oh. he didn't want it in the private room. He wanted the entire speaker to be his and play Bollywood. <laughs> wow. And, yeah, in, a, in a place that plays like, okay, it, it plays recorded jazz music, but it's good jazz music. Right? Yeah. And I mean, that's what uh, everyone else is in the venue for. I mean, different case if it's empty. Yeah. No. So he did take up the entire floor. Um, okay. But... But my rules are my rules, right? I mean, right. there are certain SOPs and things that I can't really bend. Uh, I mean, at all. I mean, Especially there's a Bollywood reason. Music is a big no, no. Okay, interesting. Is there? Yeah, I so... assume. I assume that's because of the style and the whole entire code of the bar, right? Yeah, just the just the aesthetic of the entire bar. Like, why would I play Bollywood music in a speakeasy? Yeah. I don't. 
just doesn't I mean, make any sense to me. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that would look. I, I could just imagine back in like the the speakeasy times that people would yeah, be like, you know, good. sat around listening to Bollywood music. It just wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> so anyway, so ah. I said no to him, and he got really upset, and he just got very aggressive to a point that oh, wow. people actually had to pull him back. And, oh damn. Uh, yeah so so, it was, it, so then, there's literally no way that you could have handled that no. differently i assume right no i mean i did nothing wrong i yeah. simply told him i can't you know i can't break my rule yeah i mean i know guests so in india they say guests are god and guests are never wrong and this and that that's a but huge like, that's, that's a huge it. thing for the Oberoi group right because i my understanding yeah. is Oberoi group has that basically number one thing is guests are god right God, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm from the Oberoi. I worked okay. with the Oberoi for eight years. Oh wow. And That's time. Yeah. I did <laughs> I did my undergrad with them, my postgrad with them. So I'm like born and brought up there. Yeah. So you your service so, for you is a paramount thing. Like it's a must. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You can ask us that when I screamed at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to hear wow. about this. Do tell, do tell. <laughs> All right, what so what happened hard? to us? <laughs> so, first of all, we went to this really cool place. Like it was, it looked like it was somebody's house. What was this called? Yeah. I I kind of forgot the name, man. Like Sly it granny. was. What was it called? Sly Granny. Sly Granny. Sly oh. Granny. <laughs> okay. Cause you would have <laughs> never got that. That makes sense. <laughs> Looks like a house. <laughs> so, like, apparently, like, first floor was like a dining dining area. Okay. Uh, whatever. And then the second floor, it had like a second floor. There were like three different areas. So there was one which was right above the what do you call it? Uh, like a garage where you can park your car. Okay. So, so it was like an open air area where you can just like smoke or like whatever. Okay. And there was this other room which was playing trance music. And this is this, this on the same floor as the driveway situation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there was uh, another room where people were just like sitting down and having drinks, right? Okay. So, <laughs> so R- Rakshe, who's 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 actually her boss, like uh, was just like just just doing what she said, right? Like your guests are yeah. gods, and he was just paying for all the drinks. Like nonstop, and I. That's that's hospitality right there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, I get that, but like, I just wanted to be nice, so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go get like a bottle because, like, yeah, the first two that we got. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay, anyway, there was always a bottle every time I went out with them. Always a bottle. (laughs) I told you, that's why I said it's in his nature. I'm like the way he said it was like it's just a one time. I'm like. Bro, no. This no, is not it was a one time with them, man. It was one time for them. They don't know what's up. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So tell me, you went to go get yeah, this so, bottle? Yeah. So like went to go get this bottle and uh, like this guy was like, oh, we don't have any more um, uh, sparkling like wine left. It's, it's this sparkling wine made in India called Shandon. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, it, is, it, is it really that good that you wanted that? Uh, well, it was something bubbly, bro. And I'm not having soda water or tonic water, man. <laughs> Wait, hang so on. Like, you you were gonna have soda water with what? I'm just no, no, it's not no, soda no. water. Like, soda wine. Was it sparkling no, it, wine? It's so, sparkling soda wine. wine. Sparkling wine with what? 
Just sparkling wine, bro. Well, why were you even comparing that in the same category as soda water? Because in my head, I'm imagining you. In my head, I'm right now imagining a cause with a bottle of soda, like sparkling wine and vodka in the other hand, mixing a drink. Oh my God, (laughs) that is exactly what happened. happened. Oh my God. Okay, so there we go. I knew. I was like, because when he said soda water, I was like, what is soda water going to do with sparkling wine? There was no soda water involved. It was just, okay, so you know. Of um, course. I mean, <laughs> have you met him? No. Have you met Arigit? So Arigit used to be the head bartender at PCO. Okay, I've never been to PCO. He used to be the head bartender. I, I will at, definitely, uh, I'll definitely pass by PCO when I go, but yeah. I've never been. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, and he also was the bar manager at uh, Twenty Eight Hong Kong Street. Oh, so wait, he yeah, was in yeah. India and then he came over to Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So like he was, he is like he was consulting for this beer company called Bira. Okay. Which is like five years old and it's pretty fucking huge in India already. Oh wow. Okay. And 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 like there's this bar called Elephant Room here, which you've been to. Yeah. Which brings their beers, um, like imports their beers basically. Yeah. Elephant Room also so does like, a really good um those uh pakoras. Not pakoras, what is it? Charts. Yeah, well yeah. Kind of, yeah, well uh, yeah, you can call them that, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean okay, I call anyway. them charts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So like, um, so what happened was like these guys were drinking by themselves, and like, I was waiting for the bottle, which took like fucking forever to come. Wait. So which bottle did you get? So, Shandong. Oh, oh, okay. Because I thought I thought I thought you said uh, they ran out of it. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, they said like we don't have any here, but we have a bar downstairs. We have a few there. So I was like, cool. Okay. I would still like one, and he was like, okay. And then, like, this literally then, seems like a staircase situation. Go down, get out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It's not like rocket science. No. Like, it took him like literally half an hour. What? And I was go down the there staircase. And I was like, dude, I don't know what he was doing, dude. Bro, and, this guy, then, this like, guy went to the village over. Uh, yeah, like just like yeah, he's just okay. So so he he came back and, up. He basically came back up with this bottle. No, no. Yeah, after half an hour. And that too, after Ishrat had to go like ape shit on him, like not ape oh, shit, ape shit, but like went ballistic on him. It was like, oh come on, what are you doing? Like it's been so long. Like this guy's been waiting here for such a long time, and blah 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 blah. And then he was like, oh, oh well, um, uh, oh, oh, okay. And I was like, okay, so that worked. No, I said it very nicely, but I was like, listen, we've paid yeah, yeah. for a bottle. It's been forty-five minutes. We have not received it. So how about you go downstairs and get that bottle for us so we can chill it and drink it? That's all I said. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. I mean, uh, nobody. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I just don't understand when staff take forever for anything because there's certain. See, like in my head, and I'm I'm usually the guest. I'm never I've never really worked behind a bar other than the one time I spilled um, sex on the beach on myself. Just of course, nice. yeah. I, 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 so my friend, my friend had a bartender over at his house, and I, me being the genius that I am, thought I can. Hey, this seems really easy. So I got the mixing, uh-huh. the, the mixer, and I poured everything in, and I put the soda and everything together, and then I started shaking it, and then exploded in my hand, mm-hmm. and like went all over me, <laughs> and everyone's just You're looking a at me. Special person. <laughs> hey man, I. This is the reason I don't do any of this stuff. Like I, I remember the first time I ever bartendered was at my uncle's thing, and I was like nine years old, and I was just using the beer tap, and <laughs> he paid me a right, dollar for that. Pouring... <laughs> he paid me a dollar at the end of the night. 
I was like, I was like, I, 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 I hustled him for that dollar. By the way, I was like, yo, I, I worked, so you gotta pay me. I know some <laughs> Australian labor laws. Who don't know how to yeah. pour wow. beer. So promoted with this, I'm really, I'm amazed. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> hey man, I started as a, well, I started well, as a well. nine-year-old cocktail bartender, well, beer bartender to a promoter. Was better than all of you combined, son. <laughs> now I'm doing podcasts. <laughs> So made I, it in life. I I don't know. I mean, this at this point, it's like coronavirus is such a situation that I don't know about the making it in life with this. <laughs> I'm I'm so curious. So how how are you guys as a as passcode only surviving this? Because I know I know causes uh, the bar that they've got in Singapore only uh, old man is doing uh, cocktails and stuff delivery to kind of get by, and a lot of other bars around the world are doing similar things and food delivery also. So how's um. How's passcode so, and Indian spots going to handle this? So it's actually a prohibition here because all bars are shut, all liquor stores are shut. Wow. And uh, oh. delivery of cocktails is not allowed. I feel like uh, a lot of people are going to go through withdrawals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. So, did they give everyone a heads up, though, before they did that? No, the, so he actually, um, he I don't know why he did this. So on... On Friday, he announced a one-day lockdown okay. uh, for Sunday. So he said, okay, there's a curfew. You have to stay indoors from 9 a.m. to whatever, whatever, uh, from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. or something. And uh, you, I mean, it's only a one-day lockdown. But obviously, all of us understood what he was trying to do. So it was just a trial before the actual national lockdown. Yeah. So most of us realized that and we all stocked up. So... We all went and we bought alcohol before he announced the nationwide lockdown. Um, But a lot of people did not realize that he would do that because people still thought that this wasn't serious, that coronavirus is not a real thing or whatever. So (laughs) a lot of people didn't stock up. Um, So yeah, but like uh, deliveries are not allowed, bars are not allowed. Including so restaurants, everything. Yeah, so food delivery is allowed, but alcohol deliveries are not allowed. Okay, so, so restaurants yeah. restaurants can kind of get by. So if you have like a restaurant bar license, your restaurant will pretty much help get you through, well, at least as much as possible, this coronavirus oh, period. Yeah. But but the problem is that a lot of uh, the staff comes from other states. So a lot of oh. them have gone back home. Uh, so there's nobody. They're all migrants. So there's nobody actually in Delhi to actually operate delivery. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, so, right now it's a bit... So in which case, how does that, because see, like, if, for example, if I'm not wrong, cause correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm understanding this right, Singapore did a thing where it's the, they asked landlords to slash the rent during this period. Um, and I think, because I, I know a couple of people in Singapore are telling me that. And um, I think in Thailand, they've done the whole, I don't think they've, I'm not sure if they've told landlords to do it, but they've offered uh, small business loans to kind of tie everyone over, which I don't think really helps. In terms of if your rent is still the price it is when you're running business, having a loan and paying the same kind of rent is going to kill exactly. you. You know, uh, it's kind of counterproductive. So curious um, in in India, if how does that how's that going to really affect? Like, what do you see is going to be a situation post coronavirus? Because I'm also assuming when coronavirus is done, um, people yeah. well when it's it's done as it can be, and they stop the lockdown people will only slowly start to go back out, especially since a lot of people haven't been working. Their income isn't as much as they would have freely able to spend, right? 
So how do you think is going to, what's the situation in India do you think going to be like if, for example, in Delhi, you've basically had most of your staff go back to their um, respective homes? So as soon as they open the borders, the plan is to bring the staff back. Um, And then I know that a lot of people will not go out for sure. Um, However, restaurants and bars would be better off than clubs. People won't go to clubs for, I don't know, maybe a year now. Wow. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of people will, because all other industries, it's easier to work from home. Whereas we have no concept of work from home, right? So we're yeah. just sitting idle, going crazy. Um, and especially if your uh, restaurant is not even open for deliveries and all. So eventually we will open up for deliveries. And I think in another week we should start. Um, okay. But apart from that, like the other ideas are maybe just sell mixers, but you can't make enough money off mixers. Like just make like a pre-make. But you, can, you, can you do that? uh with because obviously it's prohibition right so but can you still operate the bar just selling the mixers or is it just actually full-on flat out unless you have a restaurant you can't sell the mixers no no you can sell mixers like you can sell pre-mixes of cocktails so all you need okay. to do is add, add alcohol, add the alcohol like, yeah yeah but what can you charge in that right so of it's barely anything that you charge. fair enough uh, so there's not enough money there so the only money that we can make is from home deliveries post this lockdown Wow. I guess. Yeah. That's going to be that's going to be hectic though. Yeah, one question. Mm-hmm. Why did you say that it's going to take people like a year to go back to clubs? Because like I said in Delhi people love crowded places and mm-hmm. all of that all of that is going to change after this. People are not going to go to crowded places. So for, Right, so it's just just because of the fear of the virus still being around or Yeah. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean It'll take a year to bounce back for all of us in India, at least. Yeah. Because, yeah, it, it's not easy and the government not really, it doesn't really support um, our industry as much. Even though yeah. we've written like, multiple letters to him and everything, I don't think there's enough support coming from his side. Yeah, there's, there's no real uh, stimulus in, for these small, medium businesses, is there? There's nothing no, like what not, the States has done. Not which, is, which is more the more interesting thing for me because I imagine like having been like currently staying in thailand uh because of the lockdown otherwise i'd happily be somewhere else <laughs> wow i mean you it's like it's, it's down motherfucker no I, listen like i like i like i like thailand thailand's a great place but you know there's only so much period of time that you can spend in any given country you know before you start to go okay i've done everything right now i need a refresher you know what i mean i don't know man i think that's bougie people problem man <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I'm just saying. Listen, if you if you if you 25, if you under 25 in Delhi, you could have fly to like Bangalore for the 18 age. You know, that's sort of thing you gotta do. But uh, right. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's it's less bougie than you'd imagine. But um, no. So I, this is the thing. Okay, so on in terms of Mumbai, because I guess all the bars you mentioned to me and the food spots have all been relatively in Delhi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in Mumbai, and I assume you have a pretty good grasp of the Mumbai food scene and the um, the alcohol slash nightlife scene, right? So yeah. what would be your picks for Mumbai for food? Um, let's go three for Indian food and three for uh, any cuisine that you ultimately feel like and that you feel is worthy of being in your top three. No particular order. Okay, so... 
Bombay Canteen. Okay. Oh yeah. Sure. Indian. Uh, oh Pedro. Again, um, it's Goan food though. But like, if I'm in Mumbai and I can't go to Goa, I would definitely eat at Oh Pedro. Is it as good as going uh, to Goa, or is it just not the same? Uh, like, would you would you would you say it's on quality if you had gone to Goa or you had gone to Oh Pedro? Uh, it's different. Um, it's more like inspired Goan okay. and not really authentic Goan. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that's why I think these are the only two Indian restaurants that I would go to there. Um, like I said, I don't really go out for Indian. Yeah. Um, for sure. But otherwise, there's this uh, restaurant called Izumi that does really good Japanese food. Oh, nice. Uh, authentic uh, Japanese. Yeah, like, and it's really small. It's like ten seater place, and so good. Oh wow! It's it's omakase yeah. or it's um just generally Japanese. No, no. So India's not caught up to omakase just yet, except oh, for okay. maybe one restaurant. Yeah. Um, but it's in general the sushi is good, the Japanese everything is just really good. Okay, definitely uh, gonna check that out. Yeah, uh, and. Um, also for food, I would also go to Toast and Tonic. I really like their food. They also have one in Bangalore, which is really good. Okay. Um, yeah. Are you, so, do you do you do you venture into the street food scene in either Delhi or Bombay? In Delhi, yes. Uh, Bombay, I don't enjoy the street food. I don't like vada pao. I don't like all the. What's what's the what's the spots? <laughs> is is there is there? I don't know if it works. If it would work well but is there spots that you could recommend in delhi for street food oh yeah you should go to chani chowk really dirty yeah that's what you do. oh okay so that's like a that's like a must if you have to go there oh yeah absolutely mm. okay perfect um mumbai in terms of um the nightlife date scene and then the club scene what would you do hmm so date scene number one air it's air? a rooftop bar yeah. Okay. Nice. It's it's a it's a rooftop bar in a hotel or yeah, in a hotel. Four okay. Seasons. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I've heard about this. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be spectacular about, okay. views of the city. Yeah. Um. It actually came in. I think it came in some uh, Asia's top fifty or something. If I'm or to watch out for or something like that it came out. Oh, the the uh, ex the what's the what's the thing the explorer. I can't remember now. They've got a, they've got a new uh, they've got a new list. Yeah, yeah. Watch out for ah, the explorers. Yeah, yeah, the explorers yeah. thing. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then uh, I mean the explorers is yeah it's just like a pre preempt. But the to thing is the list kind of thing. But the thing is, and sorry to sidetrack, but the thing is with that list, if you look at it, if you have that explorers list. I mean, okay, there's a preempt of them entering maybe the actual yeah, list, but, but yeah, it doesn't it really the right. And yeah. the thing is, it's like, okay, who are you going to unseat? You're going to probably unseat like the last ten, right, on the yeah. fifty. But imagine like, the last like, ten are the ones that are going to move up or whatever. Like, it makes no yeah. sense to me. You no, might it's the well... same thing as like I feel like the world stop fifty. Then they have that fifty to hundred. It's like yeah, that, why? well, they should have just done that. Like, why? Yeah. No, I'm... but it's it's no. I I don't believe in that shit. Right? It's like. It's like giving people like uh, like medals for like not winning. But I mean, come on, you know, like four fifth places get medals. It's like, come on, well, for what? No, but I mean, look, you're not going to be number one. I mean, the the, the situation no, no. here is if you're going to be number fifty, and you know that's okay. If yeah. you're in the top hundred, yeah, that's sure. fine. 
I think I think top hundred, sure, okay, no issues. If someone started going hundred and one over, then I'm like, what is the point in this list? Then you might as well rank every bar in the entire world. No, you know what well, I mean? Fair enough. Like that's quantity driven for you, right? But right. for me, for me, it's more like you started with this one thing, just stick to it. You know, you just make the list from fifty to hundred to what? Like get more money? Really? It's right. like you, you know. Yeah. Hello. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I'm curious Yo. because I mean, because uh, obviously, uh, obviously, India's just got onto the list, right, for the food side. Yes. So I mean. I don't know. Yeah, buddy. I will. No, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious if they're in the. I'm curious if they did a food 100. They do a food 100, right? No. Nah, bro. They only do top 50 for food. Right. So I'm, I'm assuming. World, I'm assuming if they did. Asia. I'm assuming if they did a food 100, I'm assuming those Indian places would have been in there in the 100. No, but then you have to see all the restaurants, like like what happened last year for the for the bar um, bar, sorry, world's top 50 for the bar site. Yeah. Right. You suddenly saw this influx of South American bars. Okay. So it's it's more of like who 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 whose back you scratch. You know. I mean, I've I've heard. I've, I mean, I I mean. I've heard this a lot from a lot of people in terms of uh, the 50 best is that yeah. it becomes very much, uh, oh, I like you, you're my friend, I'll help you out, yes, et cetera, yes, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And I've heard this happens quite a bit instead of ranking on mm-hmm. merit or anything else, um, that a lot of people basically yep. have the votes, will vote for their friends in comparison to being mm-hmm. very real with their friend. Look, your bar kind of sucked this year. You should improve it yep. this way. Constructive criticism. Right? Nah, bro. Fuck and a lot of people shit. don't do that. And a lot of people yeah. just go straight for, hey, you're my buddy. I'm going to scratch your back. You scratch mine. Yeah. And I've seen it. And, I, and I, know, I know people that have had it happen to them. And the funny thing is they've, they've turned around and messaged back. They're like, well, thank you for that. But uh, unfortunately, I'm not on the panel. I'm not one of the voters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And exactly. it's like, yeah. and I, I've, I've, I've stood next to the guy when he got the message. And I was like, bro, seriously? He's like, yeah, I can't vote for the guy, but I appreciate the vote. I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, but yeah. like, I've seen I've seen chefs right like whether it be Asia Star Fifty or World Star Fifty like I'm not gonna take names like I've spoken to like maybe seven to eight chefs okay like who who like who own or run the place right yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and like I've asked them like I always ask this because I like to stir shit when we're having drinks <laughs> so of so course like, of uh, course <laughs> is this before you I ask mean, for the bottle or after you ask for the bottle and be different no, no, of course after man you gotta. <laughs> Butter them up a little bit, right? Uh. <laughs> no, so like I asked, like I was like, so like if you have, if you had to give up one, right? You had to give up the Michelin star or you had to give up the world's, world's uh, top 50 restaurant or like Asia's top 50 restaurant, which one would you give up? And no chef, like none of these eight chefs even like took one second and they were like, of course, it's the world's, world's top 50 or the Seriously? Asia's top 50. Without even thinking, bro. Because but, and and they all give me the same 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 reasoning, right? They all gave me the same reasoning. They were like, "Look, like when I was a st- like a little kid, my grandpa was still like chasing after those stars, and me after like fucking fifty, sixty years, I have one, right? Yeah, it means something, you know. Yeah, and he was like, and in and on and on the world's top fifty restaurant, Asia's top fifty restaurant. It's like, yeah, I know who the people are who are gonna vote for me. Yeah. Whenever they show up, I make sure they have awesome fucking time. Yeah, I've I seen this. Sure they, yeah, yeah, and and I make sure I don't like they, 
they pay for as little like as little as possible possible yeah and boomtown charlie you are number one you know yeah, yeah. so I, I, i mean it's ridiculous i don't think it it should i, I don't think any any bartender or like any sh- chef should but like in which case really how do you how do you how do you fix that? that well I, i mean we've derailed from the 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 date night thing but oh yeah sorry. The, no but the, just on this topic because i mean i mean ishret's obviously doing the um the cocktail week and so on so mm-hmm. just on just on the basis of let's go down this thought process right here before you get back to everything ishret when you're okay. doing the cocktail week how do you choose the bars that you want there and how do you choose the visiting bars mm okay so the cocktail week somewhat works in a different pattern than um bangkok and singapore so through the week we have like this promotional cocktail menu that happens at different bars so obviously whatever city we're doing it in we we obviously see which ones are the top rated bars or the ones that we like going to or the But ones the, that are generally when you're doing the top when you're talking about top rated bars how do you what's the metric for that do you look at the 50 or what do you what do you would you gauge top rated bars on oh uh, so my boss he is obviously he goes to a lot of restaurants and bars and he knows a lot about the city and um in general like just our knowledge like what okay. we think are the bars and what we know are the good quality bars more than anything so you would um, you would never you would never bring someone that you've not personally visited basically one someone on the team is not personally visited yeah correct personally okay. bangalore was a little tough that way because um, we had not visited a lot of bars in bangalore and that's why even when i took these guys out i was also a bit taken aback like okay this is the quality over here um but like we do you, just do you think do you, do you think on bangalore you guys jumped in way too soon before research or do you think you jumped in at the right time yeah it was definitely too soon uh, okay. because we were to bombay first and then to bangalore because um obviously bombay is the second best or equally uh good as delhi yeah so but like we didn't find the right location and everything in bombay so that's why we had to do bangalore okay um and yeah i feel that we didn't have enough time to prep as well um i feel that we could have obviously had more time but it was too soon and in the scene? uh the- yeah in the scene i think it was uh, bangalore was how do i explain this i think it was too early for them as okay. well because not expect something like that to come into their city yeah. even though like the response was almost as good as delhi did you did you just curious just curious because um i remember this being said about um whiskey live and a few other uh similar situations here uh that mm-hmm. we've had um what's this we've had basically where something like whiskey live is there but they've had gin and they've had vodka and so on at the booths right so they've had booths dedicated to those over whiskey because they were yeah. short on vendors for example or vendors that didn't really want to put their foot forward which is mm-hmm. interesting as hell to hear about on the back of it so i'm assu- i'm get i'm 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 curious if when you guys are telling me both you and call saying that there's a huge uh insurgence of uh beer craft beer and there's a huge insurgence of uh the alcohol being made did you did you have some stalls or some booths at um cocktail week that were dedicated to say for example craft beer places yep the crowd yes we did uh, uh, we had this beer called simba which was okay. yeah indian beer but again they were only either allowed to do beer cocktails 
or they had to sell two beers oh, in the price of beer or something like that. Well, what's a beer cocktail? Uh, if uh, uh, <laughs> excuse my ignorance, but I'm just so curious what a beer cocktail. I is. mean, it's just a drink with like beer, right? So, what do you mean, just pour vodka into a beer? <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> That's an energy, but like, man, just like general, like maybe like a beer lemonade, like a spiked lemonade with beer, you know, like okay. something like that, but a little bit more complex. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> I mean, enough. So, so, so the reason I'm, I'm going down this road is I'm just curious because how would you fix the system? I mean, if you've got Asia's top 50, right? And it's a very difficult system to fix because everyone's scratching everyone's back. So then how do you go about this? Because I feel, well, especially with places, uh, sorry, Kos, but as, as, with, yeah, especially sorry. with places like India coming in and uh, coming up and like Ishrat has so rightly pointed out that say, for example, Delhi's got a lot of great places coming um, and they've literally just hit the 50 best for uh, the world, right? Oh, sorry, for Asia, for mm-hmm. food. And then you've got Mumbai also coming up and all these things, right? So my curiosity is, especially and like cause you've noted that south america had a sudden influx right um yeah. into the no, into but the... that's that's for a totally different reason that's because uh, they're gonna start a new list okay for yeah south so that's... american bars and restaurants right so that's my thing is yeah. in which case how do you what what metric do you look at that realistically gives you the ability to rank globally all these various bars because everyone's got their own little thing right like singapore has an issue with day drinking but their night scene's amazing, right? India has far more uh, street alcohol drinkers um, rather than cocktail. And there are bars that, I guess, service that very well, like the jazz bars. That would be really amazing at that. So what's the metric that you guys would do if you had to rank globally the bars that would be easy for someone like yourself doing cocktail week? That would You would look at the list and go, okay, I think these bars would suit uh, Mumbai cocktail week or these bars would suit... Um, Delhi and without even having visited them but knowing that if they're ranked number five they're dead on deserve that rank number five or if then rank number one they deserve that rank number one how would you guys go about that situation so um, last year they started this list called 30 best bars in India okay just last year is it, um, is it part of the same uh, team or is it a fresh uh, team? Completely different, and it happened a week before we did Delhi Cocktail Week, so it kind of like went very well with what we were trying to do because they're also trying to get get India on the map. So um, that actually has the top bars from across the country, but I feel okay. that thirty is too lesser number because okay. India is so, and yeah. I feel that a lot of bars that deserve to be there weren't there. So it's a mix of both. It's it's a mix of I don't know, man. I don't know how to put it. But like, in general, we do know which ones are good, which ones are not, because people are very opinionated in this country, I would say. So when they're, uh, and we have like, I don't know, thousands of food and bar groups where people just, you know, put up reviews and either they're shaming the restaurant or they're praising it or there are paid reviews and stuff like that. So social media is really big in India, social media and influencer marketing in general. Influencer so marketing, does it really work in India for these bars and yeah. these restaurants? Yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. It's crazy here and it's a bit annoying because. Um, <laughs> 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 I, I feel your okay, pain. Let's not go I, down that road. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I feel her pain only purely that. because. <laughs> I feel her pain only purely because I, I get very tired of influencers 
saying something's great because they're getting paid for it instead of being yeah. giving a very yeah. honest opinion on the place. That's true. And this is the thing, like, I always said to myself, like, if I end up with X number of followers, for example, and I become an influencer, air quotes, right? I'm not about to take money from a place that I thought was complete yeah. garbage. Now, if I say yeah, your yeah. place is great, okay, fine. Give me another meal free on the house or something like that. If I, if, if you enjoy my review, but if you're, mm-hmm. if you're going to pay me before time and you're going to expect me to say good things, then you best bring your A game. You know what I mean? And I don't think a lot of influencers do that. That's why I was like curious if influencer marketing really works because I feel like a lot of the youth generation, and I know I'm sidetracking, but I feel a lot of the youth generation typically looks at influencers in such a, almost like the way Americans and Canadians and Westerners in general, all that look at celebrities with such uh, high opinions, right? So if like Brad Pitt said something or Angelina Jolie or whatever, right? They, if they've said something, it's held in a higher opinion to anyone else. Uh, I, that's I, think true. That, I think that's a fair fact, right? Um, I think that it works for stupid people, but yeah, okay. I mean, but I mean, that's the thing, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's 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 like the majority versus the minority, right? There's there's a great bunch of really intelligent people that generally just don't voice themselves, and I guess yeah. they don't they they don't voice themselves because people just don't want to hear their opinion, <laughs> or you know, yeah. don't care. There's this uh, food journalist called Veer Sangui. He's really famous here. Um, He's not like that. So he is very influential. And he actually writes every Sunday about some topic about the food and beverage industry. That's great. Yeah, in this small magazine, Brunch, which comes with the Times of India. Oh, nice. Uh, And his articles are actually very interesting and not paid. So he actually goes to the restaurants and he's like, you know, like I've experienced this myself because the first time he wrote about Jamun, um, he came in and he said that you need to give me the bill because I will not write the article without me paying for this, you know? So he actually, yeah, so he paid his and he wrote a great article. It's now one of his favorite restaurants to go to as well. Oh, amazing. Um, Yeah. And a lot of people just blindly follow what he says because he's been, I don't know, writing for 30 years now. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and I mean, he's one of my favorite food journalists as well. And that's why I'm not calling him an, an influencer. I'm calling him a food journalist. Yeah, um, I think I think but, that's a problem, though, because it's difficult to differentiate between an influencer and not an influencer, right? Because everyone's got their following now. And anyone with a following, yeah. people immediately rope them in the category of influencer, right? Yeah. And I, it, think it becomes, it'd be a, I think it gives you more credibility if you've been doing it for an extended period of time. You know, I mean, come it's on. not like you're talking about a restaurant and then the next day you're talking about a hotel and then the next day you're talking about like this I, and that. I mean, look at the Kardashians like, as an example. Sorry, cars. Not, sorry. <laughs> no, but I mean, like if okay. you look at the Kardashians, for example, like they jump into makeup and it's like, okay, that doesn't just because you look good thanks to plastic surgery doesn't mean that you should get into selling makeup and yet everyone dies for their products. And for me, yeah. that's the thing is even if you've had years of experience, in their case, years of experience of looking good, like it doesn't make you immediately that great in that scene. That's why. Yeah, exactly. It, for me, it's it's like okay, how do you how do you rank things? How do you how do you take a critical view on bars and clubs and especially mostly for me is bars and restaurants. Um, how do you because when I'm well, I was talking about this uh, with uh, Peter the other day, and it was mm-hmm. basically when I'm looking and this is why I was asking Ishrat's opinion on um, bars that you go for a date night and then what would you do after because then you get a colored opinion on what someone's looking at, especially when they start to describe the place. And then you see 
what Fair. about the place makes them feel this is the perfect spot for a date night, right? Because when mm-hmm. you say open air bar, it's great. Okay, fine. But what happens if I want a quieter moment? And then she mentions, yeah. obviously, you go outside, right? So yep. there are certain aspects to that. But that's what I mean is, is there ways in which you can, when you're looking at, for example, India's top 30, that you can stop it from devol- like evolving or devolving into just complete garbage where you're literally just voting for your friend next door? Is there a way that you can go about making the India top 30 that kind of makes sure that this doesn't happen to them like it's happened with nope. Asia? Uh, or the world's top 50. Or the world's top 50. I, I mean, in a way, it happened with uh, India's top 30 as well. Oh, okay. But, is, it, is, it, is it a voting system? Uh, no, actually. Was it a voting system? Yeah, I think this was a voting No, this one was not a voting system. This was a jury. So okay. just like... Um, industry professionals in general um just very small circle but like there are other awards that obviously are way more rigged in terms of they say that the voting lines are open but they in general just give it to people who are giving them money i mean yeah that's that's the best way to go about things (laughs) in india that's the problem that everything is paid for of course dignity is paid for here so it's really sad i mean i mean that's that's the thing i mean in general I feel like it's difficult in these this in this day and age to really like you've got the food journalist you follow, which is perfect because you've you've found that you can trust his opinion over time because you've also had yeah. the same experiences, right? And I, I feel like when I'm looking at the fifty best and I've gone to the fifty best restaurants, I've ventured into the fifty best bars just to generally look at okay, this is what you guys have voted for. And for me, I'm looking at the aesthetic and the service. Right. And I'm just so curious if do you, do you deserve this rank? And it's interesting because when I did the 50 best for Bangkok for food, I actually found that some places that were on that list, I was like, I don't understand how, why you're on this list. Like I, it blew my mind. And I, that's yeah. the thing that's it's difficult right now with um, all this. That's why I was so curious with your cocktail week, how you guys go about it, because if you guys have visited the places, it makes sense on what you're, what yeah. you're bringing. And that's why I said, like, I want to check out Mask because I'm curious to know, like, what they did to get up there. Yeah. Um, and, like, I generally, I have my own personal opinions about each and every place. Like, a lot of people may say, oh, my God, this bar is so good or this restaurant is so good. But I genuinely did not think that it was. And I, I purely feel it's because people if people have influenced them or I don't know, man. Just Yeah, like, because you, you do. So when I look at, it's unfortunate. I've, 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 I started looking at TripAdvisor reviews and I suddenly realized real quick that TripAdvisor is not the place to go. <laughs> so, it's trash, man. It's, it's like... so bad. <laughs> I, I, I've looked at reviews and I, the thing is when I look at reviews, I kind of look at if they posted photos of the, of the venue firstly. So I know instantly that they've been to the venue. But then I also look at, okay, what are they discussing? And I'm so curious if it's because they're in the price point that this place was targeted at or they're out of the price point and they're feeling salty about it. And or they, they didn't get the service. And why didn't they get the service? Because I know some places I've seen reviews and they're like, oh, it's so expensive. And I look at the venue that they're going to and I'm like, well, yeah, the price point of this <laughs> venue is higher than somewhere else. Right. And for me, I'm just like, you should have known that. So when I look at reviews, Dumbass. that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. So on, on the note of. Yeah. I mean, on the note of like just generally experience alone. So what's your what's your second and third date night spots in Mumbai? Uh, <laughs> so 
toast and tonic again for drinks i think that drinks and food both are so good uh what's the vibe at toast and tonic i've i've never been so hmm well, i mean air air is the first one which is the rooftop and very glamorous views toast and tonic toast and tonic not really a vibe i would say it's just a general restaurant and bar i wouldn't okay. say they have good music or anything the food and the drinks are so good that it does not matter where you're sitting oh okay uh, so i yeah, mean so the, in terms of so it it really you it's really the couple that would be setting the mood yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like the lighting is it's it's nice it's dim it's not too lit and um in general like i really enjoy the food um so i would go there for a date if the person that i'm going with also likes food though yeah um um what else then there is a, oh my favorite bar to go for a uh, go to for cocktails is thirsty city 127 that's a very long name i'm so curious why that's got that name <laughs> <laughs> thirsty city 127 i'm like okay <laughs> 120 i think it's the area code or something Is it? I don't it? know the story. I should ask her actually. <laughs> uh, You've never been curious when you heard Thirsty You've City one twenty seven. What? My instant oh, first thing is, if it was on the hundred twenty seventh floor of a building, I would understand. But if it's on like yeah. the ground floor, I'm like, is your postcode one twenty seven? Is like something about this one twenty seven? What's going on here? I've never actually gone down to ask her, but I've always been curious. But anyway, I don't question people with that. <laughs> I, for me for me it's more of a creative thing i'm just like all right so how did you come across this because i i realized when i was uh, when i was talking to peter chua the other day about 28 hong kong street i asked him if and i get assume 28 hong kong street the address right cause yeah okay it so is. right so i i realized when i was listening back to the podcast i was like i asked him if 28 hong kong street was still in the same place it was And then I was thinking to myself if that's a really stupid question because, <laughs> because then that would be that they've moved 28 Hong Kong Street as a whole somewhere else that's not 28 Hong Kong Street. So I realized yeah. that that seemed like that's why I'm so curious on the creative names that people use because I'm like how did you come to that? Like passcode only I get it's the point is you're using a passcode only, right? Air is like basically the vibe. And it, I'm just so I'm always curious on names people choose because I feel like maybe if I'm not wrong um cause an issue um feel free to correct mm-hmm. me but naming really is key when it comes to making a bar or restaurant cuz oh, it's yeah. something I've, that gets I've stuck in someone's head in that. yeah yeah like it's it's something that gets stuck in people's heads and i feel like that's yeah. like that's like if you have a really catchy and name that doesn't slip the tongue um that easy like slips your mind that easy that it's the first thing to come out of your mouth when someone asks for a recommendation that it's mm-hmm. easier for you to find crowd that gets word of mouth right mm-hmm. yeah that's true i mean that's the thing that i've noticed this is tc127 so that's easier <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i mean uh, so okay so the, the, what's the vibe in there uh, i thirsty city 127 oh it's, it's a really well made bar um is it like glass then- is it like what when you say well made bar is it like very high end expensive looking okay. or money yes a lot of money is gone into the bar oh damn uh, very expensive looking but really really good cocktails and that's why i, I like going there um because it's very expensive of, looking and they have great cocktails or because they have great cocktails because they have great cocktails okay <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to make looking. sure because there was a, like a run on there and i was like so very expensive looking great cocktails okay <laughs> no, no and so, expensive like, looking man throw that in there they spend a lot of money for that uh-huh. <laughs> 
that's a marketing machine. But, yeah, it is. But the cocktails are actually one of the best. Um, okay. Unfortunately, does not get as busy as expected. Um, but is there a reason for that? Is it in terms of is it the location that kind of sucks, no. or is it the area that it's in, stuff like that? People don't understand. It's one one the area. Um, they got a place in a pretty dead part of the city. Um, okay. Is is there a reason second that would be? Would there be a reason hmm. that they were taken in a dead more dead part of the city? It's not a huge risk. No. So they thought that um, it would come up. So I don't know if you know about Mumbai. Uh, they have Kamla Mills where Bombay Canteen yeah. is, and then Tori Mills. So they've opened in Tori Mills. Okay. So they thought just like Kamla Mills came up, they thought Tori Mills would also come up. Oh, okay. Um, so they basically yeah. betted on that and they kind of lost the bet. Yeah. And also I feel that in terms of technique of cocktails, they're about five years ahead of the rest of the bars. Oh, and wow. Mm. So that's a big statement. That's a big statement, right? So there. when you, when you say five years ahead, I'm, I'm curious how you, how you noting that, like, what is, what is something that's really famous there that some of the bars really haven't nailed down yet? Oh my gosh, how do I even start? The guy is <laughs> so a bartender called Santosh. He okay. is brilliant. So he does like in-house watermelon wine and banana wine. And I don't oh, know, wow. man, he's, just, yeah, he's super creative. Unfortunately, he just left to open his own uh, bartending school. Um, but like just his techniques, his creativity, everything. Like I, he had actually even come to Singapore last year for the cocktail week. And he did a shift at IBHQ. Uh, that um, guy, right? Okay. Yeah, but like his techniques are just five years ahead of the rest of the country. Honestly, um, is there is there a reason uh, okay, for that? Okay. No, there's no reason. As in, as in, did he did he learn from outside or? Uh, yeah, he worked. He worked at the American Bar, I think. No, he worked with Maxim somewhere. I'm not sure where. Okay, Maxim like, shoots. Yeah, um, but he's had experiences. A couple of experiences outside, but I wouldn't say that um, that's where his creativity and everything comes from. He is, in general, very intelligent. Um, Is a lot of this stuff uh, gastronomic, gastronomic, as in, like, is it very similar to uh, needing the... What do you call it? Cause what's the thing that you guys have uh, in all man? <laughs> <laughs> what? The, the rotary evaporator. Thank you. That thing. No, is it, no is it, man. No. I don't think I don't think you need the root web at all. I think it's I think it's a it's a false sense of um a false I'm, sense I, I like think, a false think, understanding that if you have a root web you can make good drinks. Oh okay you know? yeah. Uh, I, I think mean, that's a very stupid thing to believe. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the thing with the rotovap is, and I think this works anyway in every any any situation, is that mm. if you don't know how to use it, you'll suck at it. And um, it's, it's. I don't think it's even that, man. I don't like. Generally, people don't realize what, what's the process which is taking part. Yeah. You know, for them, it's just oh yeah, we're just distilling. But do you even understand the definition of distilling? Right. You know, 100%. like there are a lot of people who like use centrifuges and all that shit, and they're like, oh, uh, like I want to clarify it. So and then they they like clarify it. It's still the same. Same color, but the sediments are gone, right? Yeah. So it's like, are you really clarifying it or are you filtering it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, so like, I mean, 
so so basically effectively for for people it's it's what are you doing what is your end result and what are you looking for that they're not understanding exactly when they're using the terminology yeah i mean yeah, yeah. i mean that's the thing that i feel like i feel like that's a especially when i've i've spoken to a couple of um people that wanted to do their own bars and then they even wanted to do restaurants with the bars and in terms of both it kind of ended up in a situation where i was just so curious and I, I've spoken to you about this too with the Rotav app and everything, and I've spoken to a couple yep. other people about the Rotav app, and it just ended up that it's exactly as you said that a lot of people don't understand the use of the equipment, and a lot of people don't understand the reason you would buy that equipment and how you would exactly. get the best out of that equipment. Um, and it, it's one of those situations. That's why I was curious if they. So that's the other thing I was curious in India. Is anyone really going down that route that old man has, or really? No, man. No, no, not like yet. from from what Isha told me in Bangalore, no. So is it is that okay? Not yet. So that's just purely because the cocktail scene isn't up there yet. Yeah, I guess. I mean, a lot of your milk wash and fat wash and um, all of that has started coming up now. Okay. Um, still not reached low ABV cocktails. Um, Seedlip was a fad for a bit, but I think nobody was interested here. Seedlip so, is the stupidest thing on earth, man. What is that? Really? Seedlip is like this, like flavored fucking water, and like, like people use it in like, like. You seem very make. passionate about this cause. <laughs> no, because it's so stupid. Like, dude, it costs more than a bottle of alcohol, dude. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah no, really like how much? How much? How much is this? And what like does it, what's Singapore, its Singapore, it's it's like from seventy bucks to eighty bucks, and it's used to like make basically mocktails. Huh? And yeah. you're paying seventy to eighty bucks for flavored fucking water. Like, so any bar which has that fucking shit in their bar can just fuck off. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no. So so does that does that? So I'm just curious. Does that mean that mocktails are typically uh, really sucky in terms of um, price cost to? Uh, no, cost, no, no. Like, you earnings. can make a lot of money making mocktails, right? Yeah. Like, but I'm assuming like, I'm if you're going to use... There's no money in it, but... No, but I'm assuming yes, if you're going to use that ingredient... fresh. Yeah, because I'm assuming if you're going to use that ingredient, yeah. it's going to really eat into the cost of the mocktail. Exactly. Yeah. But, like, India's understanding of a mocktail is a virgin mojito. <laughs> and, and, and with that understanding, people were having seed lip. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This mad. <laughs> didn't catch on because people don't understand anything beyond a virgin mojito in terms of mocktails here. Oh, really? Or even just, even like a Virgin Mary or nothing like that. Yeah, people understand that, but like I'm talking about like very basic mocktail knowledge is virgin mojito, fresh lime soda. Um, a Virgin Mary would be quite uh, out there. No. Out there. Yeah. Quite. Oh wow. Bit. Oh okay. Okay. Then you guys need that shit. <laughs> That's crazy. For a little bit. For a little bit. Yeah. That's wow. Oh. Okay. So so India's really just starting to really come up in this. Yeah. That's incredible. And, wow. It's a good time to do the cocktail week as well because. I you have mocktails at like... your cocktail week. I know that sounds like no. a weird question, but <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, would you, would you service non-alcoholic people? <laughs> I'm, I'm no, like, well, no, I'm just curious because I mean, designated drivers and all, because <laughs> I, I, I feel bro, bro, like, bro, 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 in India, people got so much money, they got their own drivers, bro. You don't have to worry about that shit. Money's not a problem in India, bro. Trust me. <laughs> I, I suppose seen, that's your clientele for uh, for cocktail week. Is it's a much more 
dude, it's it's biblical. Like the amount of people they were there, and like like I don't know if, if you mind me discussing this, Ishat, but uh, feel free like, to cut him off real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like these guys, like on one day they made twenty five lakhs, and that's like uh, fifty thousand Singapore dollars, dude, in one day. Oh, for what cocktail week? Yeah, so it's yeah 20, like. Not... Sorry, how much? 20, 20 like yeah that's it's still 40 grand right that's for one in day one i mean day. yeah that's the thing it's it's interesting because when you go to somewhere like bali for example and then you look at how much uh, restaurants and bars make in a day right and then they yeah. give me when they when i've heard figures and i've sat there and i've gone yo places like old man or burnt ends or anything in singapore what and it, 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 this includes even in thailand when i've heard figures for people for their month and I'm going, uh-huh. yo, your month is effectively a proper weekend in Singapore. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, when people have told me, like, 600,000 baht, 700,000 baht, or whatever, right? And it's mm-hmm. in the thousands, hundreds of thousands. And for here, that's a lot of money. But yep. when you go to Singapore and you look at the equivalent of what that place would be in Singapore, the amount of money that people make that's on one weekend. Week. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. It's like... This is like, it's like $15,000 sing. And it's like, you, that's a weekend in Singapore for a very well done restaurant or very well done bar. Yeah, exactly. You know? No, but then the rental here is biblical as well. Of course. You know? Yeah. I mean, is, is the rental yeah. in India yeah, is, uh, pretty bad? Mm, so it depends on state to state again. Um, so Bangalore is not so expensive. Um, Delhi is medium and Mumbai is very very expensive okay fair enough yeah so it depends what city you are in yeah um, mumbai, like mumbai I, is because it's an island right not an island but it's very circular in terms of the construction right like there's not yeah, a lot of branching out crowded and it's just it's really difficult to live in that city in general yeah because i my understanding because every time i visited mumbai the traffic is well let's never even discuss the traffic <laughs> the traffic don't worry about the traffic <laughs> I've, I've literally sat there and i've thought to myself i'm like yo i am surprised that they don't have like a uber helicopter service or something that you know what i mean like you can skip through this traffic because even when they built the sea bridge what it's, yeah. still, it's still got traffic sea link yeah the sea link i'm like how how do you still have traffic because we used to stay in the Oberoi on the other side and when we used uh-huh. to when we used to stay there and take the yeah. ceiling, man. It, I was actually working at that Oberoi. Oh no and way! I, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I used to stay in which is the other side. Yeah. So I used to take the train every day, the local train. It was so bad because I used to wake up at four to take a five o'clock train. Damn. And get to work at seven, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I, were, I, so when we used to stay there, we used to also hold our uh, business meetings and stuff there. It's just easier; it's more centralized. But the the thing that I remember, the one story I have from that hotel was I went to the barber shop that they have, and um, I was getting my hair done. And this guy who does art, he's he's a gay guy, oddly enough, I guess. I don't know how that works, but he was, he, <laughs> but he was, he does, so he does art. Uh, he's from New York, uh, Indian from New York. Um, uh-huh. And he does uh, art for the Royal family of Qatar and a bunch of the other Royals throughout uh, the Middle East. So most random mm-hmm. thing ever, but I've noticed, especially in those hotels and so on, people seem more, um, how do I say more social 
in a sense. Um, the more chill, man. Yeah. I think more the vibe is different, right? Like, yeah. Like they've got nothing to prove there. Yeah. Like we're living yeah. at the Obro, we all got money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you it know? works, bro. <laughs> Come on. But I mean, no, but you like know, it's, it's, it's a very relaxed situation. I've never been to the... Yeah. I've never been to the Four Seasons, I think, in um, Mumbai. If I'm not wrong, I've been to. I've I've, I've ventured to the same region. I think that's a, a connected to the mall. If I'm not wrong, there's a mall that it's connected to. Um, yeah. And they have, they've got they've got they've got apparently a really good restaurant that apparently isn't that great. And I say apparently, and <laughs> I say apparently a really good restaurant because I've heard Bro, it's really good. And then everyone that's ventured there has then told me it's really garbage. You're kind of sending some mixed signals out here, right? <laughs> no, because everyone, I, all I've, I've seen reviews about this place and they seem decent. And I'm assuming they're paid reviews because everyone I know who's gone there has gone, it's not worth the money or it's just not worth it full stop in terms of food or anything. Wow. Because one thing is not worth the money, and then the other thing is the food's terrible, right? Like those are two totally yeah. different things. Yeah. Fair. All what right. restaurant is it? I can't remember honestly. I, all I remember was I was researching restaurants I really wanted to try in Mumbai. Should I ever end up living in Mumbai? Which I was dreading the idea of you living should, in Mumbai. You should. Why? <laughs> Delhi then, bro. Delhi. Do Delhi. Yeah, Delhi. I can visit you every month. Bro, I, <laughs> the last the last thing I want to do is stay in Delhi also because Delhi is also so spread out, right? That's the thing that Yo, I find. Ask, you but can just ask that... Ishrad where's the right place. No, For, Delhi. Delhi. But uh, you're yeah. from Delhi, no? So I, I feel like that's a little bit of a biased answer, no? <laughs> no, so initially when I stayed in Bombay, I had a blast, um, even though I had to travel so much. But then when it came down to me actually deciding where I want to settle down, yeah. I prefer bigger houses. I prefer balconies. So a lot of um, these condos and everything in Mumbai, they don't even have balconies. So oh, it's, wow. It's, well, that's so weird, though, because they've got such a great view of the ocean. Right? <laughs> but they don't have land. They have no land. They're just building buildings next to each other. You don't see anything else. Oh, you know, but I mean, then you charge the higher price for the toll of... I, for me, I just don't understand building bro, skyscrapers. Mumbai is already fucking expensive, bro. I know, but I mean, for me, for me, it's like, why build a skyscraper without a balcony if you're doing residential? It seems like an Fair. oversight. I think it's more of an architectural thing because of the flow of the wind, I think, if I'm not wrong. Well, here's the thing. In terms of even just generally this quarantine coronavirus period, I feel like those with balconies are a little bit feeling a little bit more sane right now than those that are stuck in a house with no balcony and just windows. Fair. Oh, definitely. Like, I think, I think that's a very fair statement. <laughs> yeah, but in Delhi, in Delhi, we have such huge houses with lawns and oh, yeah. gardens. That is the best place to live in right now, honestly. But I, the thing I've, I've always thought of with India is, and... Um, this is even like I was talking to my friend in Mumbai was just the maintenance of the place. It's it just nothing ever lasts yeah. a long time. Everything, if you don't daily or weekly maintain something, guaranteed like in a year's time, the thing will fall apart. Yeah, that's true. That's what it needs. Yeah. Like it's we have a, a house in, in India, right? Like we have, like when we were doing maintenance for it, like, uh, like I think every week, every week or like once every two weeks, Man, the place was like, like going down, down the shit drain, man. Yeah, I mean, only when I, we started doing it like weekly, 
it yeah it became much better yeah like you you really have to that's the thing with india and i i feel it's it's so weird to me because i'm not sure if it's the construction materials or what that's used or anything i i'm, I'm not entirely sure but i just anywhere else including if you lived in australia or you live in america or anything if you leave stuff for a week it's okay the maintenance isn't going to kill it if you maintain it once a month it still functions it's still good it can still look good but for whatever reason in india it, look at buildings fresh buildings that are built a year's time it looks like 10 years uh, happened to it you know so that's it's majorly because of the dust the amount of dust in this country yeah um, and second the cheaper material being used because people want to make money right so yeah. they got one quality more than anything so these are the major two reasons why things don't last here makes sense makes sense yeah true all right let's do i'll do a quick round of questions for you ishrat um and we will round out round off okay. i feel like that's round fair. off <laughs> these are rapid these are rapid these these are rapid fire questions so cause if you also want to jump in with any questions they're kind of like getting to know ishrat a little bit better and uh, for sure. the audience too so uh okay. favorite ishrat let's uh start with favorite color Uh, blue blue nice oh, any okay. particular blue or just specifically blue because some people oh, really? are very some people <laughs> some people are very particular about this because like yeah, how about this <laughs> white <laughs> just <What>? white <laughs> now now we can go with off white okay fine no white okay uh favorite artist or band if you have one like because uh, assuming techno artist right Uh so still learning about the techno scene uh, so I wouldn't say that I have a favorite there yet uh but I really enjoy HVOB Okay Okay yeah, in techno and Cardi B for hip hop Cardi oh, really B. Cardi right. B <laughs> That's interesting <laughs> Okay Favorite superhero Oh wow okay Hulk The Hulk really? wow That's that's I I've never heard the name Damn. of Hulk I'm curious why Hulk cute because he has both sides he has a sensitive side and the really angry <laughs> well, fair, fair enough she likes some spice up in their relationship bro. i swear <laughs> like i like hearing that response i'm like you're not going to date him like what are we doing here <laughs> right, uh, uh, maybe describe yourself in three words oh my gosh um punctual strict oh, fair uh sarcastic is that okay, is that I is that, it. is that is that um <laughs> is that from your upbringing in general the punctuality and the strictness because as we all know Indians are never on time and especially in Delhi nobody is ever mm. on time so is that is your punctuality yeah. and stuff from your upbringing or in general that's you as a person no it's because of my upbringing so my dad is really strict and i uh, have a lot of qualities from him okay um so that through my childhood he used to wake me up early in the morning and we used to i used to be into a lot of sports so i played basketball swimming uh just track track and field events and everything so okay. i was in general an early riser and he made sure i'm always on time so most of my qualities like being strict or being disciplined or being punctual are because of him oh okay fair enough yeah. um a favorite drink you you can make or a favorite drink you will just drink on Negroni. A Negroni. Oh, uh, any particular uh, Indians and Negronis, man. Like, I just want to get to the bottom of it. It's like somehow. What is what, every... what is what is what is what is made? What is in a Negroni? Cause 
gin, gin sweet vermouth, and Campari. Can't you have a tequila Negroni though? Yeah, yeah you can. can. So, so okay. So you're you, but the Negroni is right. You're talking about it's just a specific Negroni. Classic, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a classic Negroni. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think, I think a, a lot Negroni. of Indians it because it kind of resembles a whiskey in a way. Also, it's really strong, so people get like drunk. Here, drunk a lot quicker. But I like I like going slow on my Negronis, and I really enjoy every sort of Negroni. So a tequila Negroni. Or a mezcal negroni. I I like to experiment. Interesting. Then you should try the left hand. Have you tried huh? the left hand before? Close. No, I have not. <laughs> this is as bad as the bar bar. Uh, like, what is what is the what is the left hand? No, it's 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 Campari, sweet vermouth, and bourbon, or Would like people, any. Is that any, is that a generally whiskey. known cocktail or? No, it's not. It's just like the dirty uncle of negroni, basically. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a whiskey drinker or a bourbon drinker, so. Ah, okay, cool. Interesting. Right. Uh, favorite food you love and why, and favorite and a food you hate and why. And this can be like a vegetable or something, or specifically something that you don't ever want to be near. Hmm, this is a tough one. <laughs> I enjoy food, so my go-to would be like a prawn butter garlic or a squid butter garlic. Ooh. Oh wow! Okay. I see you. I see why you like Goa so much. Yeah, all that fresh seafood. Um, <laughs> and the food that I really hate and I would probably never eat is um, how do I say it in English? Bitter god. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm, I'm still fifty-fifty on that stuff because I like it and I don't <laughs> like it in the sense of I like it fried, but I have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I'm not in the mood yeah. for it, I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't show it to me. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, favorite cuisine? Oh, Asian. Uh, it's specific, Asian. specific in Asian. Which huh? Thai. Thai. Okay. Okay. Brad Pitt okay. or uh, Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio? Leo. Any oh, specific okay. reason? No, I just I prefer him as an actor. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> Okay. I, I do I do have to say Leo's Leo is yeah, in my he's... eyes a better actor than Brad Pitt. Um you're a catchphrase that you would know that people would th- immediately think of you when said. So something that's oh very God. specific that you've all used a lot. Hmm. Hmm. Like uh cause has ass clown. <laughs> Actually, I really don't know what I say. So I, I think mean, you it, say you say obviously quite a bit. Yeah, I do say obviously. Quite yeah. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, See, just... immediately, immediately connected with you, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dream. this was just like three days. Up. Cause, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. All good. All good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did the guy just collapse? Like, what happened? No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> Coronavirus no, got just... the best of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going down like this, boys. <laughs> I swear. Uh, dream holiday, somewhere you would really, really want to go to, um, if ever you had the chance and money, no issue. Bahamas. Okay. Is there any reason specifically why Bahamas over say some other island love- place? 
No, I love the beaches. And I recently read about this beach in the Bahamas called the Pig Beach that I really want to go oh, to. Oh, yeah. yeah. The one with all the little pigs, pigs that are running around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone, every influencer I've ever seen that's got a chance to go to Bahamas goes directly to that beach. I feel like that's really? their day yeah. one. I feel like it's their day one photo. It's like, I am in the Bahamas. <laughs> I need a pig next to me. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> there's so many other beaches. You had to go find the pig. Uh. Yeah. I love the beach. So anywhere in the world where there's a good, nice beach with clear water, I like it. Oh, amazing. Okay. Hmm. Um, a day you felt was your worst at work that you felt like you couldn't recover from and a day you felt was your best and why? Wow. That's intense. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it's one of those situations, right, where you get a lot of people that they feel like they, they're just done with the job and they've then decided to carry on. So in your case, like hospitality where... I don't know, in any case, if you ever had a moment where you like forget hospitality and then you kind of recovered from that moment. Um, so I wouldn't say hospitality in general, but I would say that that particular workplace, um, there was this uh. guy who was just a male chauvinist and was creating too much negativity and politics. And I would tell my team to go right. He would tell them to go left. And it just became really ugly by the end of it. And um, turns out he did some unethical things and everything. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. So I was basically done. Like I had, um, I don't know how many panic attacks during that time. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was really bad. It was bad for my health more than anything. So I was, I I almost quit then. So that was my. Is there a reason? Is there a reason you didn't really quit? Oh uh, yeah, because my boss is a friend and he oh, okay. helped me out. So. Ah okay, so you you basically discussed it constantly with your boss, and he basically kept you on. Yeah, I mean, I kept telling him that this is not working. Like, you put me in some other outlet if you want to, but like, this is not going to work. So. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And uh, a day that you felt was amazing that you wish you could relive that moment because it felt that good. At work? Uh, anywhere, anytime. Hmm. Best day of my life. I feel like there's a story to that. That's the, that's the reason Every I ask. That's the reason <laughs> I ask these questions because I'm like, I'm like, there's always a really juicy story to these days. You know, when you're feeling the worst and when you're feeling the best. Goddamn, bro! I feel like murdering people every day. <laughs> that's different. The best day of my life would be the day I got into my postgrad program with the Oberoi. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, because it's a really difficult program to get into and I didn't get in the first time. Oh, wow. Um, Is there a reason you didn't get in the first time, but you managed the second time? Apparently, I missed it by just like a 0.1%. Oh, wow. That's what what Mr. told me. Yeah. So, and he personally interviews people for this program, right? So, he called me aside and he was like... Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally interviews. Damn, that's gangster, yo. Yeah, and only like... Thirty get selected for the program, so thirty from every like year. God, yeah, God knows. Wow, wow, that is tight. That's some elite yeah. level shit right there, bro. Wow. Yeah, it's one God of the, It's one of the best in the world that program. So, um, yeah, the day I got in, I think that was the best day of my life. I don't think I felt more elevated. Amazing. Okay. So, uh, so was I, working at the Obroy like as as good as you thought it would be, or? <laughs> I'm, wow. I mean, so, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend trash talking the Obroy, but I mean, I feel like oh, for no. her. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. It taught me everything I know. Honestly, it taught yeah. me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in professionally and uh-huh. it also put a lot of discipline in my work style so oh, okay. which it was seen as strict right now is actually just in general a lot of discipline so i feel like i owe a lot to them um uh-huh. i guess i just burnt out you know how people just get burnt out by the end of it i spent 8 years with them and wow. that's yeah, that's just a lot and i was burnt out so that's why i left okay so, i've got two curious two curious questions one um given that you work in semi the nightlife um with passcode and a bunch of the other spots right what is mm-hmm. what it would you say is the most frequent reason that you get t- like sick and tired of guests Oh. Sick and tired of guests. Yeah, like I, I feel bro, like I feel like bro, bro, because, bro, bro, everything, bro. No, but you know, you know, the reason this is is because sometimes in certain places, guests will ask the same stupid question over and over again, and it's almost yeah. like if you thought a little bit more, then you would have had the answer, but you decide yeah. to constantly hammer me with the same question, and it eventually it's like almost like you really want to blow up, oh, but you boy. hold your cool the whole time, you know. So for me it is basically handling drunk people by the end of the night. Uh, do you guys not have bouncers at Passcode? We do, we do, but like like I, I mean I feel that a, a woman talking to someone um helps a lot more than a bouncer talking to someone. Really? So that's why I used to get, yeah. I, I, I only mean, say I only say really because I feel like when <laughs> someone's really drunk is and this is with all due respect to uh Delhi people, but I assume in Mumbai. But I assume with that you know that character we were talking about ego I assume when they're really drunk it doesn't really matter who's in front of them. Mm, I mean it depends honestly. Like in my experience it really helped to talking to these drunk people rather than the bouncers talking to them. Um because I feel that in India men like it when women talk to them after they've had a couple of drinks. Oh okay, interesting. Yeah, so they listen hmm. to them. Curious. Yeah. <laughs> so I use that to my advantage. But like I think the most irritating part is um when people smoke in non-smoking areas. Is that is, is that, oh, is that yeah. very strict? Oh yeah, for sure. So you would you guys get fined or would the person get fined? Oh no, there's no fining happening here. It's oh. just like yeah, is there's no You're fining. You're supposed in- to smoke there, don't smoke there. Ah, yeah, okay. I thought I thought it's a yeah. fine system like as in like Singapore where if you smoke in the casino that's a nice $1000 right there. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um my other question was okay, since you since you've managed to give us the date spots, right? What would be what is your worst date you've ever been on? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. With name, with name, we want names. No, no name, no name. I want to save the. I will set. I will be on the guy's side of this and save him. <laughs> I mean, God, I have. I. I don't think I've had a worse date. So I'm really like, I would only go out with someone if we have the same interests. Um. So obviously, a decent knowledge about drinks would be appreciated. So once I went. What's, what's your version that, of decent knowledge? I mean, they should know what. I mean I'll come to it. Wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold <laughs> your right. fucking horses. I was on a date with this guy and we were talking about we were at a bar and I was talking about like my life, my industry, whatever, whatever and I was like, "Oh, you know, I really like gin and this and that." And he was like, "Oh yeah, even I like Hendrix a lot. I think it's great and I love that it's made out of cucumber." And I was like, "What?" And I just went silent. I didn't know what to say to him. And 
I was like, are you sure Hendrix is made out of cucumber? I've never tried it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, what? Give me an upper hand and I felt really bad about it later. But like, because he spoke about like opening his own bar and everything. So I was just a little bit taken aback. Oh, wow. Wait, did he did he recover from that? Did he uh, did he manage to give you a good enough answer? No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. What I ask, Cloud? Yeah, Bro, and what? I mean, for me, I, I and then like we were at a bar that my friend was working at, um, and so I called my friend in and I was like, okay, help! I need you to sit down here now. So I made him sit down with us. Wow! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's the equi- that's a female equivalent of like saying to a girl, okay, before they go on the date, you know, like call me if I send you a message and say my cat died or something, you know, like emergency, get out now. <laughs> wow. All right, all right, all right. Um, curious. All right, so last question. Uh, unless calls has some others, but my last question would be. In terms of having done this cocktail week and set up, uh, had experience in not just a bar and restaurant scene, but generally in doing events and so on. Is there any advice you'd give to someone that wants to do events and kind of wants to enter that scene and um, so on? You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, honestly, that the reason that I do it and the, the reason that I like it and the reason that I think it's successful also is because each and every one of us on the team is really passionate about it and there is nothing that can go above your passion so if you love doing what you do um just give it your all man give it your 200 percent, not only your 100 and that's what i did awesome all right act dope 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 all right thanks guys thanks for the amazing podcast and uh let's all stay in touch well this safe. lasted a while back I know. Yeah, I, I just looked at the time. Hours? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Son of a... I was so nervous. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to say? How long will this last? Yeah, she was like, oh, I feel nervous. I'm like, just chill, girl. The thing, the thing is, it's, it's, it's a conversation, right? Which works out because if, if everyone has an opinion and they want to give their opinion, then it works so much better, right? I mean, the whole point is to be free flow, really. And nobody uh, else is giving you so. Yeah, I mean, you've been amazing. And cause, as always, thank you so much. Um, no problem, and this I will fun. let's all let's all keep in touch, yeah. And uh, everyone stay yeah. safe, please. All right. Aye Thanks aye. guys. Peace.